you don't even post them posts no more. You know, you've been there. I spoke, I remember, I remember the first time I was closing, headlining the comedy store tonight. All them Dave Fulton going their f- feelings. You're closing tonight. Like, no, no, I'm headlining. <laughs> yeah, we don't really do headliners. I, yeah. I do. Everybody here can headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, sure. But, sure bro. but they chose me. <laughs> 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 then, then, then after a few of those, yeah. come join a close. I'm really tired. You know, is there, I got to catch the last train to Hackney. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, bro, it, like it went from you. it went from being it went from you opening a show to thinking one day I'll get to close and be that cool guy. Yeah. Then you get to close and you think yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get to the point where you get to the show and you're like, I want to open. I mean, because I want to yeah. get, get home as soon as possible. I remember back then I was so gassed because you know when you do two shows on a Saturday, they um the late show nobody wants to go last in the late show basically. No. So that was the first time I actually got to close. It was, um, I think it was like Pete Johansson was like, he needs to swap with somebody. I was like, hell yeah, 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 I'll do it. Bro, after I had to keep my energy up till like one, One two in the morning, bro. You realized this was like, oh, oh, he knew what he was doing. (laughs) Everybody knew what he was doing. He skipped out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But saying that, like, that's not the wildest I've seen. Like, in New York, they have shows that start at 2 a.m. But that's because that's the culture of it there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And plus, you when you're in Times Square, you, it doesn't feel like night or day. Yeah. The light, there's too many lights. Right. You just feel like you're constantly it's, it's awake. To, it's there to kill you, basically. The, the H&M is, up to, is open till three in the morning. Bro, facts, bro. There's, and there's the, no, Sephora and, 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 is open. And, and, and the maddest thing, there's no reason for any fashion store no. to be open till three o'clock. In, there's no reason. No. There's no I mean, reason other than kill people. I have a bunch people. of shop. I have because I was like, other than, of it. other than slavery, there is no reason <laughs> to have your store open at three in the morning. Yo, I was who like, is raising their children, bro? Do you know what it is? Yeah, it gives someone a chance to do a night shift. You know what I'm saying? And and who's raising their kids? Then the kids are sleeping, bro. Oh right, that's responsible. Your <laughs> mama go go to work. Y'all don't fight when I'm gone. <laughs> just teach them not, just to dial nine one one if everything man. gets wrong. It's, it's 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 a crazy world. That's why everyone wants to kill themselves. It is a mad world, but I mean, come on, man. We work at night time. We make it work. Not not at three in the morning, bro. bro. <laughs> Listen, you say we work at night time. We go on stage for twenty minutes. Imagine you get the, you come into work that day. Only on the eight to three shift tonight. I actually used to do night shifts um, for Abercrombie and Fitch when I, right. when I told you I used to work there. Yeah. I did some of the night shifts. Yeah. Night shifts were lit, bro. Yeah, because you had the option because you were going to quit and become, you were going to go to uni or at least um, have I a, was a career. Uni, yeah. yeah. Some to people, be that's fair, their it was like, life. That's where all the black people work. All right. the black people work night shift. Right. Just hell, like you're folding you clothes, know what it is? but the most time it's just banter. The reason why I say the 3 a.m. is because we look at it as just open to 3 a.m., but what we don't realize is that's going to be a security guard that has to do that job. Yeah. There's going to be cleaners that have to stay up till 3 a.m. in the morning or come in at least at yeah. 3 in the morning to clean the store. There's yeah. going to be people who are working there, and that's their life. Yeah. And it's the money's not worth it. But how else are the rappers going to tell their rags to rich stories, bro? I had to work three jobs, nigga. Like I was. There's no rags to rich story no more. There's you no don't rags even need a job no story, more. It's, you, it's it's a ghetto to rich story. It's a ghetto fabulous story now. <laughs> you know, I stay up in my hood and I build cherry castles. You know, they just they don't really leave the hood no more. There is, you know, my mama had to. They told they pull up in my hood and I must kill you. That's. Uh, Come to my, they, they tell you to pull up, drop yeah. your location, I'm gonna pull up on you, you know. So it's a different story, but I'm just looking at it from when you look at it like to 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 have these things, you know, um, running till like early hours. Whereas it's a great I love thing, it though. as a consumer, you don't, yeah, because you don't have, don't have to work. <laughs> like, think about it. Look at the, the, the it's coming home saga. Mm-hmm. The whole country was like, ah, they're going to make a mess, of course. And did you stop to think for a second? 
who's going to clean it? And I asked a girl who lived in Wembley, what was it like the next morning? She goes, pretty much clean. I was like, who d- who had yeah, to clean that? Bro, they, I mean, the, those guys must have been on triple time though. Like, you must... You, you mean pay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, pay, slave sorry. pay. They must have been on that slave bump. Yeah, bro. Like, Hell you, yeah, because... Yo, you told me to work the, mm-hmm. the England final at Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> nah, brother. <laughs> but that's the thing though, There's, and that's why capitalism is a beautiful thing because everybody has a price. No, nah, I'm not working. One brother no, 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 I'm not working that Wembley fine. That's too much. Triple pay. All right, you know what? what can I do an eight two three though? Because <laughs> I, I knew that. that. You might notice like this. Triple pay. I'm going to work. But even then, like people were dedicated because I saw the brother that was pushing people out that were trying to bum rush the the stadium, and I was like, at this point, there's people this... taking bribes. You know, Pardon? there's a guy taking money. Wow. So when he searches you, you put the money in his pocket and he let you through without ticket. Wow. But everybody has to eat, man. Why would you not? Why would you not? Have you seen where they pay stewards? Someone comes I mean, up to you and says, I can give you the price of a ticket in your pocket. Just let me in. I'm not saying you will do it, but out of 100 stewards, come on, y'all. Come on, man. You just need one. <laughs> you I just, just need one. I just need one. And there will be one. Bruh. There will be one. But all I was going to say is that guy that was proper, like, putting his body in the way, trying to stop people, I would have been like, yo, they ain't going to put a plaque up for me if I die in so the you stampede. So you, you would have just backed up? No, I would have done what I can. Guys, stay back, stay back. All right, when they push back, I just... Keep myself safe. So in that, in that, with that thought process, why not just say, hey, 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 you ain't going to do all this. Mm-hmm. Just slip me a nice 20 and you can all come in. Hey, look, yeah, once you start <laughs> doing that, then you're complicit, bro. It's very different. But you are complicit. You're, you bitch now. No, because they are it, paying no, you to if, secure the premises, sir. If you work in a bank, yeah, yeah, they tell you to hand over the money if yes. someone tries to rob the bank. Right. It's something else if someone comes to you and says, let me slide you some money mm-hmm. to let me rob the mm-hmm. bank. It's two different things. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, like, there's no bank employee that should be dying for the bank. The bank's right. going to be all right. I hear you. I hear you. And I'm not going to die for you. Wembley Stadium. But you, know you, what can't saying? Tell that to, you can't really say that to an employee. The bank's going to be all right. <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell my cousins to roll through there. Because the bank's going to be all right. <laughs> I, 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 I should be the bank's motto. We're going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed for Metro Bank before they opened in the UK. And Metro to do Bank what? to do stand up at all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna be a regular in a in in house comedy rep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. Yeah, fam. It was fam. It was gonna be live. Make people laugh and they laugh their savings away. Yeah, bro. It was it was gonna be called laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible and funny at the same time. Thank you. Um, so I was um I, I went up for the for the interview. And they explained, like, yeah, so uh, as a bank, we don't believe in bulletproof glass. We feel like it just puts a barrier between the cashier. And bullets. (laughs) (laughs) Which is which we are are strongly against. The cashier and the customer. And, and, you know, and studies show that regardless of whether there's bulletproof cash, uh, a bulletproof glass anyway, most of the time, most robbers don't actually want to shoot. They want the money. So the policy is if they do come, you hand over the money, no problems. And there's no, and there's no real trade-off for having the glass So there. then why is bank robbing so hard? Why is robbing a bank so hard? That sounds like a cushy gig. It's getting away. It's getting away. Yeah, they usually end up in hostage situations because the banking place will give you the thing, but the silent alarm gets triggered or whatever it is. Somebody sees it going on and calls the police. Now you have to get away with the money. It's the getting away part that's the hardest part. But that's why you need an inside job. I just watched Metro the other day as well. That's probably the reason that's why. That's why you need an inside job. You yeah, need yeah, yeah. Inside man. You need and, and that's the reason why usually when you see them doing it, they do it on like a on a stopwatch. They do it on like this needs to be done in one minute thirty because they know Dubai's gonna get tripped. Yeah, and they know they need to be out by a certain time and, and plus get to there's them. money that has the ink thing where if you bring it, just 
Yeah. Blurt saying it's useless. Yeah. But then there's also the untraceable. I was watching, funny enough, I was watching a movie about, it's called A Man's Wrath. I was watching about, um, it was about robbing armored trucks. Okay. Not armored trucks, money trucks. Trucks. Yeah. That carry, you know. Remind food. me to tell you about this as well, because I was also watching Heist. Uh, Money which Heist is, which or is Heist? On, no, it's just called Heist. Okay. It's on um, Netflix. It's this like true true crime documentaries about people that pulled off Heist. Okay. It was one that's really, really interesting. But anyway, carry on. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it was just about, I'm just saying that because um, we're talking about robbing banks and yeah, they're yeah. robbing, they robbing trucks. But it's funny how much money they get in those trucks. And it's untraceable dollars because it hasn't gone through the system. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And, I don't know. I don't know how many of them get attacked in, in, normal, in real life. There's a lot of movies about them. I don't know how often it is that someone hits a number because that, that's hard to pull off. Yeah, bro. Have you ever seen the video of um, some men, some guys trying to do it in South Africa? No, but um, I've, I, I know... It was nuts, bro. I, I, um, someone I know pulled off the move and um, I saw it on Crime Watch. You, you know someone who pulled off a move on an armoured truck? Yeah. No, no, I don't. Allegedly, you allegedly. don't. You don't know anyone who allegedly. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. But enough. I heard. Wow. That someone might have, and that's brazen, man. Bruv, it was. It was wild. I'll, I'll tell you off the. Air. Okay, this is an off the edge. What really went right down? Because I ain't trying try to okay. implicate motherfuckers out here, but yeah. Wow. So My, yeah, it was. Um, bro, in this one, in this Netflix. Do you know? I don't know if I want you to tell me because I like. Oh yeah, do you like it? You Go know, watch I like it, heist documentary. I like that stuff in it. Yeah, this I one is like one they dramatized it as well as like okay, having how it happened because yeah, I know I used to watch one on the crime channel mm. and these guys were prolific bank robbers. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't get they didn't get caught. They got okay. away, but uh, he wanted to do some reservations on his house. Renovations. Or his wife renovations okay. renovations on his yeah. wife wanted to. Yeah, but you know when you have a good gig in it, if yeah. you're the you just need everyone around you to think like you. Of course. But the problem is. Everyone around you thinks like you. Yeah, you know, bro. maybe five of us pull off an amazing heist. We make millions. There's that one guy that buys the Bugatti with the of with course. the gold rims. Of course, of course. <laughs> and there the, is, bro. look at me on the bumper. You're like this. Like, <laughs> of course, bro. That was that's we're a, gonna get caught. Every movie, bro. Every, <laughs> like, every we're gonna movie, get caught because this guy doesn't understand what bait means. So yeah. anyway, the wife was wanted to do everything in cash, which was a, you know red flag, but. Whatever in it, yeah. No one's really gonna say anything, but it was her attitude to the person doing the job. She was a bitch to him. Don't do that, <laughs> bro. Don't this is that. illegal bread. Don't do that. You're supposed to give a little extra some you money. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed, supposed to be extra nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go take yeah, care. Yeah. Don't worry about bro. that. But she was, you know, moaning, and every penny mattered to her, and so he decided. Every to penny say, she didn't work for. <laughs> She wasn't with him shooting Giving in the back. hell for money she stole. <laughs> that she didn't even steal. She it was the husband. Yeah, you didn't so, miss that, bro. The so, she wasn't with me yeah, shooting she, in the back. You ain't even shooting in the back, right? <laughs> so she just jumped. You know, she was doing all this extra stuff, and he decided to to stick her. Yeah, because he didn't like her, and told his mate who works as an IRS thingy that this must pay me a lot of cash. How how can that even be? Do it. Kind of audit them in it, bro. So that's what you don't need, right? So imagine oh, you're the husband now. Me out. I'm getting, the criminal. Right, and they get so they they're going for the audit thing, the audit thing, and they're trying to figure out where this money came from. When you know they, they you know, you have to now spend some of the money you stashed away to to kill this noise. But funny enough, he was driving. The husband was driving back somewhere after a while, just driving back from one place to another. Yeah, and he gets pulled over for driving too slow. <laughs> 
Yeah. Comes out the car and um, the policeman is just talking to him. He says he's got a bit of a funny demeanor, but he's just kind of the thing about this. Is what I've noticed with um, white people, white police when they're stopping white people, they want to give them the benefit of the doubt all the time. Yeah. But white people just stay moving mad. <laughs> <laughs> I will be fumbling like, like, I wanted bag. to believe him. I wanted to, but you know, they pull out a devil's action. Like, okay, I got to. So he said, he just said, that, let me pop the trunk kind of thing. Opens up the trunk. He said, there's a bag of keys in there. Keys of cocaine? No, keys. Just the actual oh, keys. keys. Like, just uh, too many keys. This it's like, why do you have so many keys? Couldn't explain it. And then they started to just think, what's going on kind of thing. Detains him. They try and fit. They know they figure out what the keys were for, like safety deposit boxes. Yeah, and that's how they started putting two and two together. And they realized he was the bank. He was the bank robber they were looking for for years. Mad. It just ran. Just a, a routine stop. Stopped. Um, kind of ended his driving run. too slow. That's too the slow, worst man. one, bro. Because he could have been speeding, but he was driving too slow. And he's just that his demeanor gave him away. Yeah, bro. So it was just really weird how I, I just thought to myself, I, I feel like God. Get, he must have wanted to get caught. You know, you know sometimes they're tired. Yeah. But he wasn't on the run, though. But the money, his wife was getting on his nerves. He couldn't really divorce this woman because she know how the money came. So, you know, yeah. you're in that. You're just trying to put out little, little flames. Yeah. But you're right. There was another one where the crew was strong. The police knew who they were, but they couldn't really pin it on them. You just find a weak link in the crew. The one that's always on the phone. Danny, they called me again, you know what I mean? They've called me in the six times and he's like, bro, just relax in it. But he might just spill the beans, you know. So of course. I think that's the you're right, getting away with um the thing. Because yeah. it's not just you you leaving the, the premise now. Yeah. It's keeping everything on 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 on, on tap. the low. Yeah. And, and, and that's the point that came out from this one that's on Netflix that you should go watch. It was the fact that you, people count the win when they get away from the scene of the crime and they got the money, right? Sometimes people even count away when they get out of the country, but you'd be surprised. You don't you everything you thought you were buying, you lose freedom for it, hmm. and the freedom ends up tormenting you mm. to the point where that's why I said maybe he wanted to get caught. Sometimes people just want to be released yeah. from it, and so they'd much rather be have their 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 freedom lost in terms of going to jail, but have the freedom of just being able to like say, get it off their chest. Mm. Uh, and bro, I, I sometimes I kind of get it. Other times I'm like, bro, hold it down, man. Cry into your money and keep it moving. But you've never, you've never, you've, you've never, never been, been in, yeah. If you, if you had, if you had, freedom. But if you had that kind of like, if you had some, some gray money. Yeah. What would you do? What would you do? Where would you keep it? How would you operate it? Well, it's, it's funny because if you asked me this 10 years ago, I'll, I'll chat shit. But now after watching <laughs> so many um, high shows and stuff like that. Yeah. The truth is this, it's, this is you know, hypothetical because you don't know what you would do in that position. Mm-hmm. But this, the, the, the only thing you need to figure out is your conscience. Mm. How do you live from now? Yeah. Because it's either, either stay in the lie or get it off your chest. Mm. And what burden can you carry? Yeah. Because trust me, the burden of keeping it is harder than living this lavish lifestyle unless you're a sociopath. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people do a lot of cognitive dissonance to be like... Well, give it to charity and shit like that. Give it to charity or even just convince themselves that, like, it was the right thing to do for yeah, their family or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't think, like, Jay-Z ever has any, like, sleepless nights over selling crack to the community. I feel like after a while, he's like, I did what I had to do. Do you see what I'm saying? So I feel like eventually... But he didn't sell crack to the community, though. He sold crack to crackheads. This is a whole discussion. But it's true, though. Uh, you know, Earthquake posted um, this video today and there's a clip from somebody saying that 
and I don't 100% agree with him, but I kind of see what the point he was trying to make was, that he was saying that crack did more damage to uh, the black community in the US than slavery did. Okay, now, but what's the point? The point he's trying to make is that when, <clears throat> at least... W- did he get enough likes and clicks on that? Well, I don't know. It was from like a like a longer podcasting. It was just okay. a clip of that. So like when it was slavery, obviously there was a common enemy and... There was no people. black community in slavery though. But anyway, go on. Yeah, but at least the idea was it was like, it was unilateral. Yeah, it was... <laughs> and it was, it was white people doing this to black people. Uh-huh. And so, you know, people still got married, tried to keep families together uh-huh. and so on. Uh-huh. But crack changed everybody's mentality to the point where it's like, even if it's your best friend's mum, like if you need to get this money, you will sell the crack to them. So it turned everybody to a point where now we kind of took over destroying <laughs> ourselves. So it's, we, we It's all bullshit. It's all for clicks and likes and to sound on some kind of deep, look at what I've discovered. But there's no meaning to it. You, you didn't grow up on a plantation. You have no idea what it it's was true, like It's true, man. It's really hard to So it's, it's to a compare. nice privilege for you to sit down and say, it killed it. Look what the ghetto did. You didn't live in slavery times. You don't understand. Women, if they gave birth to a son, they would drown their son. What, what kind of mentality is that? A woman will drown her baby boy because she would rather him dead than work for a fucking plantation. So don't come here that whole comparison bullshit. It's so... Black people... And I'm going to say black people. I don't get it no more. I really don't get it no more. Like, what are we doing? Like, crack. Making content, bro. Making content, man. All this for clicks and likes. That's it. Pretty much. Because look look at the the, the football, for instance. And everybody's, we need to protect these free kings at all costs. And I was like, protect them for, they want 300 grand a week. (laughs) They need to protect me. (laughs) Give me some of that protection. Do you know how much, ah, you know how much pussy they're going to get in the next three weeks before preseason? Bruh. I mean, all, I mean if you're talking, we need to get these... them more, enough condoms for protection. I get that. <laughs> That's all the Protect protection they things. need. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the protection they need. Bruh, all of these racist guys' daughters are going to be out They're going to get this trying to suck their dick. I've been said to people, I don't think we take it from these racist people's perspective from, 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 from once. Marcus Rafford is a multi-millionaire football player. Yeah. A dream they probably had. He's good looking, he's a young kid, oozes testosterone, and he's fucking white girls. Premium white girls. Come on, man, that's all he had. You gotta let him say science racist. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got left, my nigga. I can't say that. Come on, bro. That's he's living the dream. Bro. You gotta look at it from their perspective. This guy's got six followers. Can you imagine if that was like a a, 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 a plea? A, a therapist charity that <laughs> black people set up for for, for white for, people. For racists. For racists. I get it. Like, Look, we get it. I you get know, it, man. Outlet, so I get it. You have to deal with the fact that these guys Bruv, are... when Foden and Mac- Mason Greenwood, yeah. English youngsters, 18 and eight, 19, 18 and 20, yeah. went to Iceland yeah. for a t- friendly game. Bruv, they, were, they drew two girls to come back to the hotel. Yeah. That shit made the papers. They had to send them home. Everyone said, like, this is a disgrace. Now this is 17-year-old dick. Bruh, he don't yeah. think... I mean, it's so when so when we the thing is this as well we use this racial abuse to magnify uh, uh, an image or an enemy of racism we hate when we all know racism in this country is subtle it's not that loud I mean yeah but I mean every once in a while it gets loud and that's that's the thing but it wasn't people... even loud because if you think about it it was a minute few of people who mm. were doing that and they were always gonna do it always true to be honest they, they, they do always... that on a Tuesday <laughs> they do that they, you know what the funny thing is don't boo guys don't boo the national anthem don't boo the knee knee boo it's banter for yeah, them yeah yeah it's banter to be fair like I I think it's more self-fulfilling prophecy because 
as they as all three of them missed it, I said, "Oh, all the black guys missed," and I just knew that it was gonna be a thing. Mm-hmm. So we it's like when you, when you say, "I know it's gonna be a thing," and everybody says, "I know it's gonna be a thing," it has to become a thing because we've all acknowledged it. We've but all it was made, always we, gonna, even if yeah. we didn't acknowledge it, it was gonna be. But here's the thing: it was only gonna become a thing because that's what idiots will do. But here's the thing: look at it, like look at it from this angle. Mm. We're mad at these. You know, we need to ban racial. Um, racist, racist footballers from from Twitter or ban racist people from Twitter. What's a racist person? Define a racist person. But what's a racist person? Yeah. You, how many users are on Twitter? How would you know who's racist? Look at it like this. So let's say those boys won on. Let's say they scored the penalty. Yeah. Well, they missed the penalty, and you know they got a few racial. They got some racially abusive, abusive tweets, okay, or whatever the idiots were doing, right? Now, if they had won. Right? Are we saying there would be no racial abuse if they had won? If they had scored the penalties that this nation would have loved, we wouldn't have focused on it. We wouldn't we have would focused. Be way on more it. focused. We'd be more on focused on what they've done for the country. Yeah. But we look at it like this: Linford Christie won gold for this country, yeah. and in the papers the next day they were talking about the size of his dick. I mean, right? Yeah. So what is what are we argue, What are we mad about? I always mean to point it out to you, but like on the drive to the station. There's a whole series of roads that are named after like the running team. So it's like Christie Close. There's like Akabusi Close. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like interesting. It's quite interesting. Right, right off my road. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was because right. the Chris Akabusi thing he's coming up. And I don't know why every time you say his name, I end up laughing. It was but Christie, like they, 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 they showed them a little respect. They named streets after them. That you don't that know. I don't even. I didn't even. Hey, the relax. You, you, know you, you said they know named streets. They are. You said they know streets after them. Yeah. Every time I mention they named the, closes after uh, them. Right. Every way. time I mention it for Christie's name on a show, people don't know who he is. That's no way. People don't know who he is. It doesn't register who Linford Christie is. It doesn't. And I felt wow. that. Like, wow, they don't know who he is. Yeah, that's that's. Sad. And he won gold, bruh. He so won what, gold? Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Also, BMW His gave him a... His name should be ringing, ringing off BMW the... BMW gave him a car in that period. Yeah. The police pulled him over. No I, 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 No, 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 no. It gets better. <laughs> it gets better. He said, I'm Linford Christie. They're like, no, you're not. And he ended up in a cell. There's no way. Right. That's There's a no hero. Way. So when you look at Saka and all those boys there, and I, because here's the thing, you this is the country you represent. This yeah. is England. Yeah, you can't fool it. This is England. Yeah, you know, um, yes, yeah, Saka's 19 and he missed a penalty, and everybody wants to say we to protect him because of the racial tweets. Yeah, but my boy, when he was 20, they um, police put a gun on him in Surrey because he was a black boy in Surrey. My goodness. Right, and he was on some. He said at first I thought it was because they were undercover. And he first, he said, at first I thought they were just a couple. Yeah. And she was like, stop. And he was like, don't, don't chat to me. He said, the guy gets out of the car. He's thinking, I right, tell your man, I'm going to about to knock him out type vibe. Guy pulls out the gun. He said he froze. Sugar. He said he started begging. Right? And they, you know, they did the whole, well, you know, we've had a few robberies in the area. And that's why, da, 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 da. And he, you know, you know, you go through that thing of, you know, everyone's like, you, you have to report or whatever. But when he got home, he said to me, he broke down and cried. Hey, you know what was killing about it? It reminded me of that scene in Boys in the Hood yeah. where Trey comes home. When I first yeah. watched that, I was laughing my ass off like, nigga, that's about yeah. overreacting. Yeah, like yeah. being an overreaction. And then Don't Be Amazed While Drinking Your Juice made it even more of a parody. Yeah. But until he told me that story, then I realized what that guy was feeling. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. you When you feel like you have no voice or power. Yeah. And this is a grown kid. Well, he's 20. Yeah. But he's had to experience a gun in front of him and he didn't know what to do. You know what? 
I had I actually had a, a movie idea over the weekend. Um, it was kind of based off the fact that I was watching Bad Company. Uh, Chris Rock and Chris um, Rock one, yeah, which is a, it should be called Bad Movie. That's what it should be called. Why, you, why are you so cantankerous? Even, even Cross, Chris Rock said it was bad. Okay. He said he said on the set, yeah, he kept on telling the director the script needs work, and the director was like, "Do you know um, Terminator Two? They hadn't finished the script by the time they even started shooting." He's like, "Okay." He said he'll to him again the next day. Yo, man, the script needs work. You tell me another film. Do you know Top Gun? They hadn't finished. <laughs> he said after I just realized every time he told it, he just tell me another <laughs> film. <laughs> So he that's just stopped funny. telling him. It's hilarious. That's funny, you know when, you know when a man finesses you, yeah, you just right. him the whole time. <laughs> with, with great movies, by the way. You know, <laughs> Godfather. Said, oh, yeah. After that, was improv. It was improv. <laughs> that, they hadn't even cast it by the time they started shooting. <laughs> you might just think, if you said, you know breakdowns? Hmm? Okay, no breakdowns. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> you know Pulp Fiction? They didn't even cast John Travolta. He just showed up. He, that, yeah, he was just bored that he day. He was bored that so day. So he just gave know? it like Matthew, but God, that's we're going to say so with with bad company, I was like, there's there's a few movies in that vein. And whether the whether it was the eighties or the nineties, there was a time where white establishment basically would go and find someone who was from the hood with mm, street smarts, mm. and their street smarts were applicable to like high, high society. society. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, either yeah. they become a spy yeah, or like yeah, in trading yeah, places, yeah. but they still wear Jordans a, just to keep it real. I mean, in trading places, they gave him the full get up, and he. You know, flipping becomes yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, esteemed. The, you know, just like Randolph and Mortimer. But the oh, whole is point that, was is that, that subtle message saying be white. Well, it was it was more like well, that's the thing. It depends how you look at it. You right. can say, look, essentially the and the moral of the story is you need us to fully actualize because Chris Rock's character in this was basically a, a bum who was about to lose his girl until these white guys showed but up and gave him an opportunity. CIA agent. Yeah, but he likes skiing and jazz and classical or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like they were trying. They didn't some say bad it like that. Caricatures, boy. Yeah, it was terrible caricatures. There's terrible caricatures. But I mean, he had he had a black girlfriend, so give him that. Hey. I guess. But anyway, if, so if um, that was Chris's only listen, I don't mind. I just gotta get a black girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta give me a sister. Yo, they had some fire sisters in the movies back then. But anyway, that's not the point. And it's still the working. Point. I don't know. I don't even know. Do you think there was a fine sisters? I mean, Kerry Washington was his girlfriend. Do you think there was a fine sisters in the movies agency? Of course there was. (laughs) Hello, can we get some fine sisters in this movie? What do you mean? What do you mean, bro? So, um, so yeah, essentially, there's always this moment where they go and like recruit someone from the hood because they they have a special set of skills that is gonna help the bank or help the country or whatever it is, right? So I was like, you know, we should do an an anti, um, an anticlimactic version of that. Why an yeah. anticlimactic one? Why, why can't it climax? Because because what those movies sell is that like basically if you if you happen to have the right set of skills, oh, okay, we, we might accept you. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like so at the beginning of the movie of Bad Company, uh-huh. they the, the the CIA director guy is basically treating him like he's expendable. Like just let's just use him, mm-hmm. and by the end of it, it's like he's so valuable that. They're like, oh, we need him for this, and you know, they come, they come and like pay for his honeymoon and stuff like that. All kinds of like, it's funny, non, the flip non, side, non, non-realistic <laughs> outcomes. And so what I'm saying is that okay, like, you want there should be one, one where it's like they go get him and he serves. He gets all the way there. He helps them complete the mission, and they frame him for murder. And yeah, and it's still not good enough. Yeah, and it's still not good enough. Because that's the man. We be giving out gems on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because that's exactly the journey of these football players. Yeah. Right, bro, when Raheem Sterling was the only one scoring, it was just like, look at our team go. Look was it? Was it? It wasn't though. It, it was like, look. But even when they it. miss, it was look at our team go. 
You're just highlighting on the small tweets that were racist. True, but I'm saying, I'm that, saying I'm because saying, they were always narrative. there. I'm really? Saying. Because the papers were recording that. They said he escaped the mean streets of Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we so what are we talking about? I mean, to was be honest, it always yeah. behind him? Because they weren't. The nation was never always behind. Well, let me put it to you like this way. As I said on my Facebook, as a minority, you're tolerated, not accepted. Mm. So they're happy for him to behave well in uniform. Yeah. The moment he doesn't behave well in uniform is where the spanking comes. So yeah. I'll give you an example. Jack Grealish can literally pee on a fan and they'll be like, you know, he's our Jack. Sterling can't do that. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah. So they can always get the same love, the same appreciation. But it's like, and, I, and I'm going to bring you to my two-part quote. On this one, bro. Okay, I'm waiting on this. Park said, okay, it's one of my, this is a really deep song. He said, if I choose to ride, thugging to the day I die, they don't give a fuck about us. But when I start to rise, a hero in their children's minds, now they give a fuck about us. Ooh. Do you know how mad that is? Ooh. He said that. He, in another verse, he said the same thing. If I choose to ride, thugging to the day I die, they don't give a fuck about us. But when I'm kicking rhymes, getting into their children's minds, now they give a fuck about us. A woman yeah. said, she said, her son loves football. He's got into the whole young kid. He's got into the whole wave of it. You know, he took over the nation. He said, every time he goes to play in the garden, he takes the knee before they play football. <laughs> First of all, I was on the floor when I heard that. <laughs> when I heard that, I was on the floor. Why then she said, thing? she asked him, why are you taking the knee? He said, to help black people. I fell out the, the window now. <laughs> but it was so, that, ha- that was so real to him. Uh, do you know so yeah, when so, she hears that from so her pure, son, it's so it's pure. It's so when she hears that from her son, like he said, now she has to think about black people. Because her son is seeing it. Because Bukayo Saka's a hero to him. Yeah. Sterling's a hero to him. Yeah. So now they have to give a fuck. That's funny, bro. Crazy. Can you imagine at the beginning of playtime, it's like, hey, <laughs> are you might just kicking the ball. Are we going to take the knee? But like, you're black, but I've suffered 400 years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the least you could do is kneel. <laughs> but the thing is, the, the whole, we had Pretty Patel, you know, I, saying. I bet you sure as hell that England cricket team ain't about to kneel. But here's the thing. I I'm bet not, you the I'm polo not, teams not, ain't about to I'm kneel. I'm not, well, the, 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 the Olympics. Anyway. The thing is this, taking the knee now is played out. Yeah. And it was played out the moment they broke in because when you, you taking a stunt, you don't take a stunt when it's popular. You're just joining in. Yeah, because the, the man damn near lost his whole career. And his whole life! We were all of you! Bruh. You know the worst part? They don't even take a knee. The, the knee should be taking a knee in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick, not yeah. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be for Colin. For Colin, 100%. Because he, he took the whole L. He took the whole L for every... I mean, he, he was getting paid. He was making money, but... No, but like, he lost, he's lost that, his career. But, I mean, I mean, yeah, he, he lost his career. He couldn't play NFL no more. Simply why? Because, like Massa said, this is my house. Yeah. These are my rules. Yep. And yep. the thing about being a man... Everyone watched him like, could bro, not be bro, me. Bro. And you know, <laughs> and, hey, hey, Ola, it was plantation games, you know? It was you know when that runaway, games. You know when that runaway would yeah. run away and they catch him? What would they do? They hang him in front of everybody front of everybody for like, six days. Yeah. <laughs> could not be me, man. <laughs> so you're like this, I ain't running nowhere. And that's what they I did to... I ain't even running to the toilet, man. I'm a walk. you know the new contracts put some shit in there, some small print that they would never have. Because they of understood course. our whole league is black. We like this guy force our hand. What's next? Yo, we want more. We want more honeys in the shower when we play him. You know, so <laughs> bro, come on. <laughs> I'm just being That's stupid. Sad. <laughs> but Can you imagine if after all of that, like, like, <laughs> all right. we've we've got some new favorable terms. 
<laughs> black people, we will get our. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's just a case of with the whole. I understood the the, the feeling. I can't lie to you, man. I watched it at home with my boy Caleb. Shout out to Caleb. And we did want England to lose. <laughs> oh, no way. But here's the worst part, yeah. I said to him, I said, if it goes to Paris, I want all the black boys to miss. So the headlines can say, niggas cost us the tournament. And we all laughed. And like joke, like joke, they all missed. Bro, it was you. you, you it was this, man, No, it wasn't me. You they missed their it, own bro. penalties. You but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have to get guy. past we have to get past the place where we are only we are afraid to let Massa down because we're gonna get a spanking. We have to get past that feeling. It's not that. It's not like afraid to let Massa down. Uh, but how down. can you watch a penalty shooter and your only praise, please black boys don't miss? Isn't it's, that insanity? I mean there's an element of that. Of course. That's trauma, bro. There is. Yeah, there's definitely trauma. There's definitely I don't even know those guys. But and I'm praying they don't miss a penalty. There's also an element to which you know, when when young boys, when young black boys see their reflection doing well on the screen or what they deem to, what they see in themselves, I, I, you know, that is something that means something, especially to a lot of children But that moment well. can't break that. That one moment can't break that. It can't break that. It, but one it moment can, it cannot can break that. It no, it cannot. It cannot. There's two, life is about ups and downs. Bro, That's a lesson. Me there. watching Babatun, they do stand up. That's made, different. Me, made me want to do stand. Yeah, but right? he, made me feel like okay, I could do he stand played. Up. Okay, Sterling scored three goals in the tournament, so you can play football. Yeah. Just because he missed a penalty, like, oh, I can't do this no more. No, not like that. What I'm saying is, those three goals definitely contributed. The penalties, you know, has a negative impact. No, 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 it doesn't. It actually doesn't. It doesn't. The only negative thing is England lost. Because even if those black boys didn't miss a penalty and the white boys did, that's not a positive. Yeah, but what? I'm, okay. Finally, my final point is this: when black guys do well, it does. It's not necessarily all of our success because we don't get a share of the money or nothing. But what it does in terms of, um, you know, what kids see and what people see in general, but I, kids I, more I, specifically, okay. I think kids are more impressionable. I think they they constantly take positive and negative um, impact on their self reflection based on what they see being portrayed. And I think if if the game had been won... Is the same for white kids? I think to a certain extent, So yeah. if the white, kids, the white kids felt the same about the black boys? I think... Why, the I think, I think white or you think the white kids don't... You, when the white kids watch a penalty shooter, do they watch it thinking, I hope Harry Kane doesn't miss because I'm white or no. because England will lose the tournament? No, I think white people have a slightly different situation in this country, which is that there's so much media reflection of them that they can even then start to break it down, not specifically based on the fact that I'm white, but based on the fact that, like, Liverpool, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Liverpool. I'm, 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 a, I'm a scouser. If a scouser does well, then I feel connected to that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are people who are like, oh, he's a working class hero mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever subset of it that they have, because mm -hmm. they have so much media. Mm -hmm. But I think in terms of black people, we, we don't have as much. I mean, there's, there's, enough, there's a do. decent amount. Yeah. There's a decent amount. We do. But we don't have enough that we, we can necessarily break it down. There's still, black is still like, almost like the the indivisible building block. We haven't got to the point where we have like, well, he's black middle class and he's black working class or he's black this and black that. We, we just kind of have that in America. They have Adam? a in America. Yeah, in America, they, they have enough black media that they yeah. can start to separate. Yeah. That they can start to but say, why okay, do you need this to separate is... though? Because the truth is, at the end of the day, black is way too general for, for us to all ascribe to what this one narrative. Really and truly, you know, what... Uh, Big Nasty does on TV has very little relevance to my day-to-day -day life. 
But so I does would... Saka missing the penalty? Pardon? So does Saka missing the penalty? Well, I mean, ideally, yes. Ideally, <clears throat> that would be the case. But, you know, if, let's say, my, my son now is growing up to... And he likes playing football, whatever it is. The impact of seeing Saka, you know, let's say, do well is is him basically wanting to buy the shirt. And when he's playing football with his friends, he scores and he's like, you know, he starts running around like he's Saka or whatever it is. Like, it's that kind of... Like when people take a shot and they go, Kobe, like, that's the impact of seeing somebody who you admire in that way is that you, you then to start to ascribe some of their greatness to yourself. And it can be positive, obviously, when it doesn't get to the point of worshipping them. And I'm just saying that, like, when it's something negative and especially the, the, thing, added, though, the added missing narrative Missing the penalty the is not negative. It's what can happen in a football game. It's not actually a negative. What everyone has done is taken that moment mm. and used it to say, use it to, to bring out the fears that we've always had. Mm. Like, once you're black, if you do something wrong, which, which missing the penalty is not wrong. It's not wrong. But if you do something wrong. It's all right. Though. No, but if you watch a football game, you can miss a penalty, you can miss an open goal. You mm -hmm. can get sent off. You can handball it. There's so many things that can happen. Yeah. It's just in the, in the finger there of football. There are good things and there are bad things, right? Missing a penalty is not a bad thing. In the penalty, shoot out. It's, it can happen, especially if you're one-on-one -on -one with a keeper. Now, it if, it happen, the game, it if it was in the game, if it was in the game, yeah. and they were playing in the game, and he missed a penalty that could have won them the game, I understand that. Because you had a penalty in the game. In a penalty shooter, it's like it's like this is how this is a penalty shooter. It's like me flipping a coin and saying, let's guess head or tails. That is a penalty shooter. It's got nothing to do with skill, nothing to do with football, just your gut and your bottle. Because you're standing one on one with a keeper. Did you see the size of the goalkeeper to Saka? Yeah. It looked like he said, give me the ball. Yeah, yeah. No. And yeah, and also Saka's young and he's never taken a penalty before. Yeah. In that level, I guess. And he stood to the he's left footed. He yeah. stood to the right hand side of the ball. Yeah. Which showed he was gonna go to the right. Yeah. So the keeper read immediately. That's keeper all experience. Went to the right for like almost all the shots anyway. Rashford sold him and so did Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rashford sold him, so did Maguire. Sancho, I'm surprised. He, he still went to the right though. Even for, for Rashford's shot. He went to the right. No, but um, Fingy sold him. Maguire. Maguire took top bins and Kane. He went to the left with Kane. Okay. Yeah, Kane and Kane and Kane and Harry to two Harrys. He went yeah. to the left. Yeah. The blacks. He went to the right. We need to Google why he did that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see that? How come when the blacks he went to the right, but with the white people he went to the left? <laughs> oh, bro. But what I'm saying in the package is. Yeah, man. Um, you have to understand. There's a lesson in understanding that when you're black, okay, you don't owe anybody nothing. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be anything other mm -hmm. than a human being because mm -hmm. that's how God created all of us. Mm -hmm. And so we have to stop living according to the highest standard of man. It's it's just too much pressure. It so is, I can't I can't watch pressure. a penalty shooter. Let's say I was supporting England. I'm supposed to watch a penalty shooter with the pressure of the nation winning a tournament. The black guys come up. My chest starts. If they miss, we're gonna get shot in the streets. I can't. There's no, there's no need for that. Yeah, just say it like that. <laughs> there's no need for that. Yeah, I know. Because I saw mean, the England 100%. fans and how they felt when the penalties missed. Right? Yeah. Imagine you're in the stadium and you're feeling what they're feeling. We've just lost a tournament, but you're back here, my like these niggas. God, damn, they go. They yeah. make it hard for me for this week. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's mad, especially because you know Southgate being the manager and, and him famously missing penalty in the Euros is like, mm. 
it, you know, it's that, that, that serendipity and then there's, you know, obviously this opportunity to now but start can I comparing just, and stuff. But can I just say to but, everybody, yeah, football's not a fairy tale, you know? I know, I know, really I know yeah, these right. stories, yeah, I think people think football's a fairy tale. Yeah. People were bringing all these side stories, you know, oh, we, after all the COVID we've had, everybody had COVID. Bruh, the <laughs> Italians <you> had COVID. <laughs> they had COVID, think, COVID, bruh, bro. Viali just, Viali, he's a famous Italian player, yeah. had cancer. He just fought, fought cancer. He was at the back. It meant everything to him as well. Bruh. Football's not a fairy tale. Yo, for real. This is man, my, this really is one pastor was like, God, England are going to win today. Yeah, I, I, I said, see. I know one thing for sure in life. God is not a fan of football. God, yeah, I mean, if God was a fan of football, Nigeria would have won seventeen World Cups by now. Bruh. On prayer alone. <laughs> so I know God's not a fan of football. <laughs> the Bible I'm says, sure Nigeria could have won seventeen. <laughs> Nigeria old enough to win seventeen. But all I'm saying is this: the way we, the way we know God personally. <laughs> Do yeah. we know God? Nigeria win a World Cup and say we want to thank God. God, can you just come down from heaven quickly so you can hold the trophy? <laughs> like we will bring that kind of energy. Of course, but bro. football's not like even the Saka. You know, did you see the, when he pulled Saka back, bro? That was disgusting, bro. Was it? That was disgusting. That was great. You, this thing is, is, you don't watch football. Hey, what, this is me. You know why? Hey, but you're a, you're a deep cynic, bro. No, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Hey, hey, hey. You think that's you think that was bad? He pulled his shirt back and Saka, you know, flopped back and he pulled his shirt. Hey, if that was running, he'd have kicked him in the thigh. Because <laughs> you know why? I'm not saying he got yellow for it. It was a, yeah. it was a, it was a stupid. It was a he made the mistake and he had to rectify. Yeah. But everybody knows you take one for the team. You don't yeah. let him go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew why he did it. And one guy was like to me, but "How can a filthy, how bro. can a grown man do that to a young kid?" I said, "Because football's a grown man's yeah, game." <laughs> Everybody's grown man on the pitch, bro. bro. Can't be like, oh no, let's have bro. No, 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 Jordan, not that. When what? them rookies come into the league, you think Michael Jordan's saying, you know, just they're elbowing them, they're pushing them. What are you gonna do? Tell the ref, Jordan elbowed me. The ref's just gonna look at you. So, bro, Jordan's no, no, Jordan's, this is Jordan's that. court. I'm just saying that it's like, you know, it's what it's what Gary Lineker always refers to as the dark arts. Yes, it was the dark arts part side of. Wasn't Sterling the dark arts to get him to the finals? I, I'm not sure if that was dark arts. That was a he dive. Was, he was skipping the rounds. Yeah, he just dived. He dived. Everybody said it was not a penalty. It's never a penalty. If that happened to England, they'll lose their mind. It's, it was a home penalty. But the home team, yeah, just give the penalty. That was never a penalty. It was never a penalty. Not yeah. in the semi-finals of a European tournament. That was never a penalty. If you're going to give a penalty, it has to be clear cut. And that was never a penalty. But he won it. And it happens. Like you said, it's the dark arts. It's the dark arts he man. knew if he threw himself to the ground... He knew if he fell down, they're going to at least review a penalty. At least review it. So, <clears throat> it looked kind of penalty Of course, because he's running, but there was there was no challenge. It's just one of them ones where he falls down, make sure, because he's running at speed. If you look at it again, he did it against Italy, where he ran at speed. And they both put their hands there and he fell down, but they said no penalty. Because you're not going to give it in the final. If, if it was a penalty, it was one of them soft ones. Like, that's come on, bro. Like, you're giving a penny for that in a final? If that was like a Man United versus Newcastle game, you get those penalties. Because Man United yeah. are the home team, and Ferguson's going to follow you home if you don't get the penalty. <laughs> you understand? I don't even know so what England Fergie got did that back because then, but Fergie was running up on oh, Fergie went to a referee and told him four minutes of stoppage time and walked off. The guy put on four minutes. Man United scored in stoppage time. <laughs> <laughs> and so that here's the thing. You talk about the dark arts. Everybody plays it. Everybody. Managers do it. Players do it. You have to. It's about winning, bro. Yeah. Stakes is high. Yeah, stakes are high, bro. You understand? Stakes are high. high. It was was just, it was painful to see, obviously, because I wanted England to win. Mm. And it was just, 
it just looked nasty. The way he did it, just like, get back here. Oh, boy. no, he was never going to let him go. He yeah. looked at his legs. Saka, he's 19. I, I can't catch him. Come here. Ended that Get noise. over here. And the, fun, the thing is, yeah, the whole game, I mean, England, Italy were the better team. And, um, you know, they were the best team in the tournament. So them winning it is no surprise. Yeah, it's no surprise. But, like, I felt like England, if England had won it, I wouldn't have said, like, Italy were robbed. I think England won in good form and had good chances. Did you watch the game? Yeah. I mean, they had those definitely terrible moments, but I'm saying... No, the England were... They, they, didn't, they had two shots on goal. They had some very good moments where, like, the build-up play was like, okay, these guys could actually do something. They had two shots on and, goal. And they, and they always... They, they, they always goal. stayed ahead in terms of the they fact that... They had two shots on goal. <laughs> Bro. They had two shots on goal. One was the goal, and that was the other one was a Harry Kane attempt, I think. No, Harry Kane had two touches yeah, but sometimes yeah. those, those I don't numbers, know if you, I don't know if you watched the were, second half. You know? I know the, the England were terrible in the second half. No, they they started off terrible. They started off brilliant in the first, in the first twenty minutes. They were brilliant. Then after that, once Italy, they scored in the first three minutes, and they had Italy on the back foot with Carrie Kane dropping deep. They didn't. No, know I'm saying in the beginning of the second half. The whole second they half and extra terrible, time. But then second they half they were awful. No, second half they were awful because they considered the goal in second half. I know that's what the ways can see that at the beginning, right? No, it was like six, sixty seven minutes. Yeah, that's not the beginning. Six seven, sixty two like minutes. Okay, like mid. But I'm saying that essentially, they you always do. They always do rubbish. Yeah, then something happens and they start pulling it together for some reason. I, I, I don't know. Really I don't know, man. I, from what we watched, from what and everyone everyone's saying, they didn't play. Italy played better than them. They just didn't play well enough. They didn't create chances. They sat back too deep. They went into a shape of trying to protect the goal, which is what they've done all tournament, which is yeah. fair. But it wasn't gonna. It wasn't always gonna. Once Italy scored, you're going to have to do something different. And he didn't change anything until extra time. Or maybe just before extra time. Actually, no, he changed it just before um, the goal. And he brought, on, he brought on Saka for Trippier. But he didn't utilise his bench. He had way more attacking threats that could cause Italy more problems, especially in the latter stages, because they men are tired. you got people like Rashford and Sancho who can run. You just bring them on and let them cause problems. Yeah. But, you know, he showed his naivety in that sense. Of not making key changes at key moments. And the penalty selection was terrible. Yeah, the penalty selection was... I know Sterling said, nah, I'm not on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He said, nah, I'm not on it. <laughs> he said, Sterling nah, I'm not, not it. being there. I mean, I think he was, should have also taken one. Grealish. Um, Grealish should have taken one. For real. Because um, even Harry Maguire stepped up, man. Harry Maguire. Stepped up. You know, scored, people were like, you know, why didn't Harry Kane take the last penalty? I was like... You saw what those three niggas did. He probably wouldn't get to him. Because <laughs> you know what you do as a captain, as a leader of the team, you've got to step up first. Yeah. You bang that penalty in, you give your troops to, okay, he's on it. Yeah, in yeah. the World Cup finals, Messi lost in the finals to Germany. Yeah. But in the semis, to get them to the to the final, they had a penalty shooter. I can't remember who it was who. And they had, you know, they always have a huddle before. Zabaleta used to play for Man City or Mascarano, one of those two. They were the older statesmen in the team. Yeah. At least Zabaleta anyway. He was giving the team talk hard. But he's not the captain. Messi's the captain. Messi was just turned around looking outside somewhere there. In the studio, like, you know, he should be the one in the thick of it, giving it da-da-da-da-da-da. But if anyone that's much Messi's play, he's not a vocal person. That's not how he leads. Penalty shootout comes. He's the first one up. Top corner. And then he walked off. And that's how he led them. Because they didn't miss a penalty after that. That's how, that, there are many ways to lead. Bro. Many ways to lead. Many ways to you lead. You see what I'm saying? So Harry Kane did the right thing by going up first and saying, boom, shout out to Messi, won the Copa America of Argentina, yeah. his first international trophy, and now everyone can shut the fuck up. Are you a big... Are you, Messi's are you a the Messi greatest guy? football player of all time. 
he's the best football but he's the best person to ever play football it's just no debate of all time yeah it's no debate so you you don't even do like the Ronaldo Messi debate you don't even no, do that one that's not even that's not that, like, we're talking fo- like Pele we're talking yeah, yeah, yeah they just don't have the don't get it twisted they laid the foundations for us to get someone like a Messi now yeah because football's changed now and it favours people like him so much we like the we want them to play, you know. He scores so many goals, mm. so they laid the foundations for that. Um, goals and desires were different then. You didn't play as much as Ronaldo and Messi want to play now. You didn't win as much as they want to win now. So it's different in that sense. But when you look at it from just his ability yeah. and what he's done in the game, there's no person that can be greater. We can argue ability. Um, do I think Maradona's as talented as Messi? Yeah, Ronaldinho, haha, uh, Zidane, big run. These, even Cristiano, they all have the base level talent that Messi has, they do. But what Messi did with that talent is too much. Bro, we're slowly becoming a football podcast, bro. Which, which is was more of the Euros and the yeah. mood, and he didn't come home. Yeah. Uh, but bro. And Pretty Patel, you know, being disgusted at the tweets. And then, you know, Eniola Aluko, she said she's coming off Twitter. Yeah. Damn. Bro, don't be shady. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, she's don't fighting, be shady. She's fighting yeah. racism. That's what she's coming off. Huh? Huh? You know, Twitter. Twitter had to be reminded of it. She's gone. <laughs> Someone had to tweet Twitter That's to let them so know. Shady, bro. That's but come so on, shady. man. I know. I know what you mean because sometimes it does. Like when someone takes a stand like that, it seems empty. But at the beginning, like everyone just has to do what's according to their conscience, yeah. right? And so it's like, I respect it. Fine, do it. Do it, I, but, I mean, but don't rock me in, We bro. didn't raise up a black flag or nothing like, oh my goodness, Eddie's gone. But at the same time, I respect it in the sense that like, if that's what your conscience says, don't take part in it. And if your conscience says, look, this country is too much blood in his hand, I'm leaving the country, fine. If your blood, if your conscience says, I'm staying in this country, fine. Like, But I'm just questioning, you know, how, how, how did you say you're going to come up on it? You can't, be on an institution that you're against in the sense of they don't do anything about racism, then then you'd have to leave this country. That's my that's the point I was getting yeah, to. You'd have to honestly walk away from the country. Bro, there's nowhere on this earth that's gonna be hundred percent lined up with your with your morals. So yeah. everyone has to get nowhere. comfortable with nowhere. whatever it is nowhere. that is nowhere. against their, their morals. And the truth is everywhere you go, you're gonna make some kind of compromise. I mean and, and I think it's rich when um you know like I'd say Remy says, you know, we should come off Twitter. You just say <laughs> who's we <laughs> Bro, your Twitter and my Twitter, yeah, two different bro. Twitters, two, two bro. different Twitters, bro. <laughs> two different Twitters, bro. Two hey, I come off Twitter, my business gonna be affected. <laughs> I, I don't come back to Twitter, and those followers have, have missed me so much. When <laughs> we come back to Twitter today and post a picture, it's one million likes. Yeah. I go to Twitter for two weeks and post a picture, that's it. You've been listening to that dissect podcast, bro. I have not, no. Oh, I haven't had the, I haven't had the time to listen to a podcast to be honest with you. For it's real, been, um, yeah, man. I've been in, um, been working a lot of um, what's the word? I'm doing a lot um, behind the scenes. So okay, then we're there. I'm doing heavy them lifting. You know the heavy lifting. Yeah. Why do they call that? Say the heavy lifting. Yeah, because it's the it's the unglamorous, sexy, oh, hard yeah. work. Part. It's going to training and shooting free throws every morning. Yeah, man. And a coach telling you when you get in the game, when you get in the game, and you're just like, when is this game coming? Man? What is heavy lifting for you, then? Just the the work that's not glamorous <laughs> it's not um it's not cool it's learning it's it's frustrating it's it's dealing with you know people's um it's dealing with you know um people's attitudes toward everything 
Okay. And I've learned in this game, you know, not to take anything personal and to always follow someone's actions as opposed to their words. Yeah. Like your energy will tell me if you're yeah, yeah. about what you're saying or not. Of course. And so I've learned that a lot in this process. But also learned that um to quote Denzel Washington in uh training day. Yeah. When he asked Jake to shoot the guy and the guy he was like, No, I'm not gonna shoot him. He goes, Yeah, you wanna get shit done, you gotta get it done yourself. They said the line. That's facts in life. You want to get shit done, you got to get it done yourself. And no one's going to care about what you care about more than you care about it. That's three True. cares. No one's going to care about what you care about more than you care about it. Three cares. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you 100%, man. You know. And that's why sometimes, you know, when um, when people come out the woodworks and be like, oh, what's going on? You're still doing comedy, yeah? And I'm like, man, I get it. I understand why you say that because you only see me as the client face and, mm-hmm. um, you know, front front page mm-hmm. person but there's a lot of behind mm-hmm. the scenes stuff and it's sometimes it's hard to explain you know if somebody says i'm a full-time comic you're like yeah you work 20 minutes a night it's like okay fine that's what you see but you know if anyone's do- if you're doing it properly anyway there should be a lot of work going on behind the scenes that's that's not really well, um, as know, glamorous I'm, when you're trying to build like you say you know when you're trying to build something to last it takes longer than when you're trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're just trying to think then yeah. you can just do 20 minutes a right night. right but when you're trying to build something that lasts it takes a lot of reflection, a lot of thinking, a lot of planning, a lot of thinking ahead, you know, yeah. seeing, you know, people ask me, you know, people, I think I was at a barbecue and this girl said, because um, I just said something funny or something like that. And she goes, are you a teacher or something? This is me. No, um, I'm a comedian. She goes, no, you're not. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to come to a barbecue and lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do in my spare time. I go That's to barbecue. That's the whole hustle right there. <laughs> and tell motherfuckers I'm a comedian. And when they say no, you're not, I'm like, God, you smart. How you get what gave you away? <laughs> yeah, you caught me. I'm your rabbit. <laughs> so she's like, you must be a teacher or something. This is me. Why? Because you've been saying funny stuff. Because it was my friend's birthday, right? And we're older now, anyway. We're now, we're now elder years. Okay. Not elder years, but we're getting older. Right. And, you know, they were playing all the, you know, 90s R&B. And these, these heifers have been drinking. So they were drunk, of not course. drunk, but tipsy, just doing it. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. So I was like, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the guy that just hated it, you're old. And they were not old. She was like, don't say we're old. So I was just like, you know, just, but funny, innit? Yeah. And people forget as well. People think when they, people think comedians are comedians all the time. Yeah. yeah. They don't understand an element of, so for instance, you know, oh, you yeah, have you a friend up. who's naturally funny. Yeah. They can have a boy that's naturally funny. Yeah, yeah. Every time he talks, you just laugh. Yeah. But they don't assume he's a comedian or trying to do a show. Yeah. The moment I do it, oh, stop trying to perform to us. What? Oh, relax, man. Relax. Like one boy's relax. like, oh, don't use me in your jokes. This is me. Your life is not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just never been that interesting. Everyone thinks they're about to end up in my... Bro, life is not that nah, interesting. No, it's not that deep, bro. It's not that interesting. It's not that deep. And the if I people ever would... get to the point where I'm thinking I have to write about your life, then I have to try harder <laughs> to look for more material. But nah, I, but man. yeah, at the barbecue, and she just couldn't believe I was a comedian, and then I showed her my profile. But by the way, the girl who why why did you show it to her? Because she she didn't because she said like tricks as well. God. So God. I said to her, "Look, I, this is why I do. I'm a comedian. What else am I going to do? Just tell her no." Plus, like, I called I her call, friend. Don't believe me, then I called and my then... friend who whose barbecue was, and I said, yeah. "Tell her what I do." She said, "Yeah, for me, as a comedian. Like they've all been to my shows, so yeah. it's like you know, why would I make it up? Exactly." But it's just a weird thing. Not before it took me a while to be able to say I was a comedian. Yeah, I hear that. Bro. Not because I was a or anything. I just didn't want to have to discuss anything that followed after it. Because some questions were like, "So do you?" I had three shows that night. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh my god!" So do you? And I just had to explain, you know, 
it's good to start for the youngest listening, the young aspiring comics out there. Who listen to Boys Club Podcast. It's the Boys Club Podcast. If you're doing three shows in one night, I'm not saying tank the first show, but don't kill it to the point where you think you're on the high now and you go to the <laughs> next show. And here's the thing, the next show is not bad. Yeah. It's just not as good as that. Pace yourself. Pace yourself <laughs> Pace is yourself. what it is. What it is. Don't bro. bust that nut so hard in the first yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, you know did a mean? matinee, you know, the matinee show is usually like the warm-up for the, the, the main yeah. show. You know what, though? Also, don't save it for the last, though. That last might be. It might be that. That last might not be the right ass. <laughs> might not be as good as you thought it was gonna be. Just do well at your shows, bro. So but the middle one, yeah. Pace yourself. Is where you kill it, but you don't kill it. This guy, bro, you, you kill it, but less you have enough. Less. You have enough evil inside to kill the next one, <laughs> if needed be. But here's a trick: if the third one's this. being stush, acting like she don't wanna, like she don't wanna see it tonight. Bro, this is not a hellish Then you can hold back. <laughs> You know what I mean? If she had like she ain't uh, want it, you have two options. You could either, you know, give her the dick, or you could be like this. You know what? Save him for you and pull back. Cause I already had a good time two nights before. You know what I mean? That's how I reason. Bro, this that was the most convoluted. <laughs> I can't lie though. The third show. To listen to this and like the, third, the first show was good. It got good. One side of the room was laughing. The other side was not. So sometimes I just said, be like, so I just said, geographical. Right. So I just said, this room, this side of the room is weird. Yeah, and this starts started laughing, so I created a competition. Of course, you do between them. That's how you do it. Next thing you know, they were giving it the big You're laughs. A genius, bro. What do you mean? Well, people don't understand how it's I be working these shows. Right here, man. It's That's conquered. called stage Divide experience. The conquer, bro. It's divide the conquer. Oh, I'm, I'm, co- I'm so comfortable on stage now to come out of character and just just chat with the audience. Like yeah, yeah. I didn't. Now they're doing these things. You know, they're doing like the American shows now, where the guys, the bartenders, literally, the bar guys are you know coming with the drinks. Oh yeah, they need they need to get all that COVID pain. money back. Right, you know, so this motherfucker walks to the front. Yeah. So you know, you're just they've, they've just introduced me on. You gotta do something. So I was like, yeah, let me get a rum and coke with that, bro. Safe <laughs> for you just threw it in there. Everybody laughed. They enjoyed it. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. he can freestyle. <laughs> He's so in the moment, you know. It's just, it's amazing because he could tell that he had prepared material, but he also was so present that he was able to oh! deal with things as it happened in the room. To everybody listening to this to this podcast right now, my burst your bubble. We don't none of nothing is listen. When we find something rare on stage, we're just as surprised as you are. <laughs> <laughs> but if it comes in comfortable, like we fall off the top, we plan that shit. <laughs> bruh, bruh. Mo- when you stumble on good material, you spend the next five minutes. Well, what did I say to? You? What was I saying to? You? <laughs> and you're still talking, by the way. But you're thinking, "Hey, I can't let that gold moment go." Bruh. You ain't out bruh, there flexing bruh. after that. Bruh, it's not nah, for real. That's that's a big point right there, man. You can't you can't let those situations just. Um, just fly by. I start looking like, how can I rework this situation to happen again? Drew, while you're still on stage, while you're on stage, your whole like, say is irrelevant now. Oh, I got right. new shit to go, <laughs> bro. When bruh. you stumble on something real, when you say something naturally, yeah. oh yeah. my god, the worst part when you say it naturally and they laugh, and then you try it over and over and over, and no one's laughing no more. It's like the reformatted version is just not gonna work, bro. I'm telling you, uh, sometimes the the magic just hits one time. Mm. Sometimes you really stumble on gold. Yes. Do you know what? The, the, the best ones for me are where I write a joke and I think I know where the punchlines are. Yeah. And everyone seems to laugh in a new place. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that line's funny. Yeah. Okay. I go to the next show like, oh, y- y'all got to laugh right here. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I got new swag on it and so on. Yeah, yeah. For me, like, that's, that's what I'm constantly looking at like i'm constantly looking like how i can think I if you're in the moment that? with your own material you'd be surprised that's why you know i respect 
what Jerry Seinfeld said about, you know, doing old material. Because the funny thing is, the more you do, the more you're comfortable with a joke, the more places you can take it. Yeah. Because you're so comfortable with just freestyling with it. Yeah. So, like, when I did the whole, the Paralympics is up next. You guys watching the Paralympics? Yeah. I don't know when I, I don't know why I said that that time, <laughs> but it fell out. <laughs> and the reaction was so strong. It's rude, bro. Bro, now I just do it with the whole, it's the right thing to do, isn't it? And I still don't understand why it's funny. Bro, you know why it's funny. Why? Man. To say that like, it's the right thing to do kind of capitalizes on like this idea that everyone has a hidden guilt that okay. around disabled people. That it's, We know it's not going to be as imp- Okay. What, let me not say impressive. It's not going to be. That's what you're saying, though. No, you got to say. No, 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 no. no let's, let's be real. We're douches. We no, because know the we're is, watching this. No, because the Paralympics can be really. It can be more impressive than the Olympics when you look at some of the people and what they're doing. You're like, okay, that particular. So, event, what we're saying is if they were not disabled, that's, it's, it's the same thing, though. We're saying because, no, because disabled, this is impressive for a disabled person. No, it's like no, a black. No. It's like a white person singing. No, so, I'm saying some of the events, right? Good voices. Sorry. Some of the it. events are genuinely impressive. The mm-hmm. fact that you have this level of athleticism, yes. you're going this fast, yes. blah, 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 it's yes. amazing. Then some of them, it's just like, like, I think they do blind football or something like that. Do they? I think they, they have blind football in the Paralympics. Like bird box type football. It's like this, I think there's like a sound <coughs> inside the ball and they, I don't know if I'm making this, this might be even <laughs> I feel like someone told me this. I've never watched it. But I feel like there's blind you football. You do not watch the Paralympics? Wow. I mean. That's cold, man. I guess I should have because it's the right thing to do or what? Like, oh, I've never I watched, watched it, either, it to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cold son of a bitch anyway. But that's funny because as we all judge each other on that kind of thing, mm. if you say, oh, I don't watch the Paralympics, everyone's like, oh, that's not right, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, what your joke did was, it was subtly just said to everybody, we're all a little bit guilty about yeah, this Yeah, yeah, it's the right thing to do, isn't it? And it's like... And I say you guys are good people, man. Don't change. You have to understand that there's some, like, there's some sport that we watch because we want to watch sport. And then there's like aspects where it's like, oh, like the there's, World an, Cup. there's an agenda behind like the Women's it, right? World Cup. Yeah, so like Women's World Cup, like if you if you like, oh, I'm not watching Women's World Cup, it sounds like a political statement. It's like, oh, well, why, why would you not watch the Women's World Cup? I bet you watch the men's one mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. It's like the there's a point to though. prove. Pardon? The men's one's better. <laughs> it is though. <laughs> Okay, this is this is and as a thing, yeah. Everyone can everyone can play the the good Samaritan. It's the right thing to do thing all they want, but the tr- proof is in the pudding. During the Women's World Cup, how many times did we sing "Is Coming Home"? I, I mean, how close were we? Did we do well? I mean, you don't even know what happened do you? during the Women's World Cup. Yeah, we got a question at the edge. Someone's like, "What do you think of the Women's World Cup?" So I walked to the mic. I was like, "I didn't watch that shit," and I walked off. <laughs> I had to do a joke about it, but no, my point yeah, is, no, I was actually right, you know. What uh, it's played by athletes who have visual impairments. The game uses a special ball with a bell inside, yeah. I heard that, but still, yes, yeah, so I, I thought I was thought I was taking the piss, but no, they, yeah, they do like not I mean, maybe not blind football, but visually impaired football, okay. No, they, someone referred to it as blind football, so yeah, mm-hmm. they do blind football, right? But I wasn't in judging a, in a, you, okay. So, in a situation with that, let's be honest here, we can mm-hmm. all be like it's impressive that you guys can still have a game of football, it's not as impressive as when we watch football that we like mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. right so in that situation i i just say that those guys are they're i guess impressive to a certain extent within their category yeah but some of those guys are impressive regardless of category 
Like, okay. Like what you're doing is just amazing. Who's the murderer guy? What's his name again? Oscar African Pistorius. One. Was he was he impressive to you with the spikes? I thought that was quite impressive. He ended up running with the with the with the actual Olympians, right? Yeah, he lost that one. Calm. Of course, he's gonna lose that. But I mean, like, he was clearly good enough that, like, you know, man transcended. But that, but that's part of the problem. It's the idea that it's like Paralympics is like here, and then like you you graduate to the Olympics kind of thing. Like he 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 was bigger than disabled sports. You know what I'm saying? Like even those ideas kind of implicitly but wasn't that say the, wasn't that wasn't that the aim though to able to. Wouldn't, wouldn't that wouldn't, isn't that what they want to be able to do to compete with with people who don't have um, a disability? I mean, that's bro. That's a philosophical question. We can go over from uh, to time immemorial because, really and truly, you could say that about men and women's sports. You could say that eventually the aim should be that a woman should be so good enough that she can play no, and compete no, with the men. Because pistorius run with men, not with women. Because what? Sorry, pistorius run with men, not with women. I know, but what I'm saying is that the fact that he came from the Paralympics with the women physical can't play football with men because it, it won't work. You saw how Saka got pulled back. Yes, <laughs> yes, I did, I did. But that's my point, though. You know, in no, the corners, so we, we, the in reason the corners, why we you don't pull usually shirts. let we don't usually let um, uh, we don't usually have able-bodied people compete with people who have disabilities mm. because the idea is that obviously the able-bodied people would would beat them and then they wouldn't have a I chance know, to shine. I didn't know they would beat... I didn't know he would lose, though. I thought it was just a... Like, I didn't know feet would be faster than, than, than the mechanics. Well, that's the thing. There was even some discussion about whether or not it's fair, but the truth is these guys who've been practicing to run as fast as they can, it's a different practice from learning how to run on blades. Mm. The fact that this guy can run on blades is pretty impressive mm. but it's different it's, it's a different it's thing different. from running with your own biology yeah. right and running with your own body mechanic uh-huh. those guys are always going to win mm. right so, I didn't know that I thought Robocop would be faster you can't call my Robocop why not he killed his wife you can do that <laughs> so is, is he the one disabled he's, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the one disabled man you can shit on him what you want no bro, one's going to feel bad there was one mad <laughs> moment bro um, where uh, it was I used to run comedy club with Nabil in Norbury, Norbury Comedy Club. I, I came. You came. All right, cool. So I'm letting the, the listeners know. So there was one night. It was just the maddest night, bro. I can't remember what it, how we got there. You Pistorius? Someone was doing a joke about Pistorius. Oh, I thought you said how he got there. I was like, y'all had Pistorius at the show? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Someone was doing a joke on stage about Oscar Pistorius. And I don't know whether... It, yeah, it was like either like... Somehow we got to the point where we were singing Piz, 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 Pistorius as like the remix of The Notorious. Mm-hmm. And the woman in the, in the front leg had a fake leg. She pulled it off and put it up in the air, bro. <laughs> you no, didn't, bro. You didn't feel me. No, bro. You didn't feel me. You didn't feel, bro. That's too much. Bro, it was the maddest That's moment I've ever much. seen in my life, bro. That's too much. People got to, uh, people got to, I feel like you made <laughs> that up. Moment. Bro, she, she didn't moment. tell us before this. What a moment. She didn't tell us before this. What a moment. As we were singing Pistorius, a woman in the front row takes her leg off oh, that's and holds it up in the air. I'd have wet myself. The, it was, yo. I'd have wet myself. How'd you follow that? Bro, the room fell apart, bro. Wow. Do you think he's very maybe it was Blade? Anyway, carry on the story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, get all your Oscar Pistorius. I remember the time. Knock, when, knock, I remember the who's time. There, like bang, bang. Oh, it's Oscar Pistorius. Oh, was that one of them? I just made that up on the spot. But I'm just saying, like, let's get bit, all the jokes no out of the way. There's no subtlety there. Like, that was really I'm, I'm saying right let's now. get them all out. Let's, you know what I'm saying? It's a knock-knock knock joke. At least the Blade one was knock-knock. Who's there? Bang-bang. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 
the story, yeah, and it's it's a, it's a wonderful case of white privilege, because you know I thought I thought someone broke into my house and was so desperate they had to pee first. <laughs> what kind of neighbor? What kind of burglar's gone on in South Africa? Bruh. Niggas is breaking into your house, going to your kitchen, making dinner and shit. Niggas is myself. using the toilet. <laughs> like, how does that work? Oh. And you know his what house must there? have been like in a fancy area. Right. <laughs> like in a fancy neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, where's, this is me. You're Oscar Pateras. I, I can understand if it was a council flat with the bathrooms right next to the... You must have had a security. Someone's in the bathroom alert or some shit like that. Bruh. I mean, we all knew that And that just lets was... you know money talks and bullshit walks. Didn't he go down for it, Neil? Yeah, but he didn't go down the way he was supposed to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, but come on, man. It's also South Africa. Yeah, it's money. And he's also got the, the, the fame and, and the money. And he's white. And, and the money. Yeah. And, and the, the money. money. When you have money, even when you're black, when you have money, you might land a bit harder than the white man, but you land all right. Bro, no one can argue. No black person can argue after OJ go off. Yeah. Once we let OJ out, that was it. <laughs> yeah, OJ is forever the symbol of like, miscarriage of justice. Because you have money. Cause you have, if OJ didn't have money, killed a white woman. Oh my God! He won't even come to court. Listen, I'm just gonna do this quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna take a plea deal. Bro, I remember earlier on in the in the thing, I asked you a question. You didn't actually give me the answer about what you would do if you had all this grey market money. Grey market do? money from yeah. what though? What, 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 what? How did I get the grey market money? If I sold drugs or something like that? Um, somewhere. No, drugs is too obvious. Um, let's say it was like a fraud, a fraud financial thing. And somebody, you, your part in it wasn't like you were the main guy, but you were involved. You got your cut. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a large chunk. Mm-hmm. They did a big move. Mm-hmm. Yours is five million. Mm-hmm. What do you five do million? With, yeah. What do you do with that five million? I'm gonna gonna buy Gucci. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna buy Gucci. Full bird. You know why? Because you have to understand, man. The the the. When you do these moves, you know you, you you're not you're not the person to think rationally. Does that make any sense? Okay. You're in that world. You're in that mindset. Yeah. You know, you're fast living, man. But there are some people that have done moves like that. And now, you know, we just celebrate them as entrepreneurs. Who? Bro, anyway. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you want to start naming <laughs> names on the pod. <laughs> but like, you know, but like this was this was twice removed. So it was a friend telling me about um, some guys that she knew. Mm-hmm. And basically, a bunch of them did a move together. Mm-hmm. And the whole play was... They all had business plans and ideas um, and they all put the, each other on. But the first plan was they all had to invest in property, right? So um, everybody gets their cut and then they had to put a certain amount back in to buy their first property. Then they used that money, released equity from that to buy the next one until they each all had a property. Then um, like one of them was into fashion, so they used money to start his fashion line. One of them was into What's whatever. What's the thing here? But they, it all started off, the first initial seed money was the fact that they did a move. Yeah, but the thing is, I, I don't believe in, I don't believe you can, I don't believe you do a move to, to, um. To set yourself up? Nah. Why? Because you're not that, that you're, that, that's who you are. That's who you are. I, know, I think some, one or two people make it out. But that's who you are still though. Just because you did good, it doesn't mean, it's, that, doesn't, that doesn't make it any, any good. That's who you no, are. I, I, when you say that's who you are, what do you mean by that? You're a crook. Because you, okay. you, you needed to do something to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, get property, shoot a movie, do music. If you decide to sell drugs to get the seed money, you're a crook. 
So regardless of what Jay Z does now, he's forever a crook. No, it's not regardless of Jay Z didn't Jay Z didn't do drugs to 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 do music. He sold drugs to Borg. He was a hustler. He was a dope boy. That's what yeah. he did to make money. Yes. It had nothing to do with doing good things. He did good things with his rap music. He I know, but, but they, they they definitely funneled the money. No, when, when I, they were, mean, I mean, when they Dame were going Dash out maybe. to shows and throwing money at the beginning of that's the money he made from drugs. Yeah, that's my point. But he so. didn't do. He didn't sell drugs to become a rapper. He stopped rapping because he said he's dead and went back to selling drugs. Okay, but because even Dame Dash was like, I had to push him to to rap. Okay, but my right. point is, is that they still did that, and then eventually we're talking Jay Z though, right? Yeah, but he didn't. You, you're saying they did a move yeah. first to get to what they wanted to do. There's a difference between doing that. Well, I don't know that. if they did it to get there, but that's what they ended up doing with the money. No, they, you they, said they, they had the move plan. the first thing. You said the first thing they did was to get the seed money was to do a move. They yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying do... that's how they had the money in order to do all this. Right, things, so they yeah. planned to do a move to find something else. I don't know if that. I don't know if they whether they at that point I don't know their motivations. I don't know if it was a matter of well, they did the that. move and then they were like, let's do something clever with this, or whether it was like we want to do something clever, let's go do a move. I don't know which one it was. Well, whichever way, if you do something like that to get that, mm. you're a crook. At heart, okay. that's your initial motivation. But if you do it just out of regard, and then that's you, then you change yeah. over, that's different. Then that's different. Yeah, because you you, you can't you, listen. And I'm saying that because you said how you need to go along. You you invest with with, with you know bad seed. You're, it's gonna fall apart because that's just karma, baby. That's just karma, baby. You I wish won't it know. Went, I wish it worked that efficiently. But a lot of what but we you see right know, now though. is built on. But you won't know though. You won't know where the karma hits. You won't know, and it might not. It might not even be with the business. You just won't know where the karma hits. But there's no way you can tell me you cheat someone out of something to build something beautiful, and that's just gonna keep sowing seeds of, of joy and abundance. That's not how the world works. You you will atone for that. And I'm I mean, not saying I mean, it's wrong. You know, or you know right. when Chris Rock says that behind every great fortune is a great crime. Hundred percent. It makes me wonder, like. But you don't understand. Well, what, what, but, what does give joy to come? Right, but you don't has, know. Everything's tainted. Right. So, and, and a lot of people spend a lot of that money washing those sins away, trying to yeah. atone for those things. But what I'm saying is that if somebody, let's say let's say they didn't do it themselves, let's say they did say and they did a move, they gave it to a charity and charity did the work. The charity are doing work with blood money, yes, but at the same time, that doesn't mean it's like it can't, the charity's work. But the charity didn't do the move though. They just took the money. Yeah. I'm saying if it's you as a person yeah. that sort out, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If a dope boy calls me today or a 419 dude says, yo, made a move from, I made 60 million from a move. I want to invest money in making comedy shows. And da, 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 da. I'm taking money. Yeah. We got to wash that money clean. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo. but there is a le- there's a level I'm willing to go with, dude. Okay. Because another thing you have to understand is this. You see, when you when you when you when you when you get into the worlds of power, you hang out with I don't know the big names, and he comes and says, "Yo, Allah, put the wife of Rolls Royce because they like hanging with you." Like, man, this guy's a great guy. Just put the wife of Rolls Royce. Next week he's gonna call you. Come and help me move a dead body. <laughs> bro, hundred percent, bro. You know what I'm saying? Even when you said that, put the wife <laughs> right, of Rolls, I'm right. like, nah. That's how nigga. they rope you in. Yeah. So yeah, when you yeah. hang with these rich people, they give you faith. They buy you stuff or do stuff for you yeah. because they're gonna ask for something in return one day. Of course. So you always have to be careful how you move with these things. Yeah, you buy secrets and favors. I, and that's, that's the real that's currency. The, that's why I love us are not rich. 
Yeah. Because when you go into the house and you see you see an orgy with a goat and you're like, it's not my style. Do you want to be the billionaire or not? Damn, I got to fuck a goat. orgy with the goat. God. <laughs> damn, I got to fuck a goat. That's not orgy anymore, bro. I got to fuck a goat to get this lifestyle. God damn. Can I, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't have to look at the goat, though. No, I'm joking. But what I mean is... Nobody tell you, you the goat for real, bro. Like, ah, don't take <laughs> me back. <laughs> Where's my goat? You the goat. No, I'm joking. My point is this here. Um, so what I'm saying is, I'm not saying... Um, these things don't happen because they do a million a million times, but I'm not I'm not here with the the Robin Hood. Robin Hood enjoyed robbing people. <laughs> He's a he Robin. Just, he Robin just found like, a way my to first name Robin. <laughs> he just found a way to justify it. You know what I'm saying? He, He's he, like I like to rob. At one point, do you stop? Do they need to get what they need? At what point? I like crime. <laughs> I like. I like it. I like to rob. He liked robbing. Do you know what I mean? Bro. There was something about it he liked. You know what I mean? I, I listen. Most of the bank robbers, serial killers, um, it, it's a thrill. Yeah, the money means nothing to them. Otherwise, they won't go rub again. Yeah, I get. I get Escobar, what you mean, so. the, it was the thrill. He didn't even take drugs. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm not. He definitely enjoyed the power of it. Though. It's just the thrill of it. So yeah. you, you know. So um. So so right. So if you're doing. You, I, I, I don't believe you can just do one fraud move and then retire. Mm-mm. I believe it. Nah, I believe for some people. Four. They just didn't tell you the ones they did. You got, no one does one fraud and then retire, you know? Have you done fraud before? <laughs> I said, have you done fraud before? I've been like, yeah, I did fraud back in 07. I did it's funny because my boy, on, I'm working on a script with him. Nah, I've never done fraud I'm working before. On a script I want to make my that boy. very clear. I'm working on a script with my boy um, about fraud. Okay. And he told me the ins and outs. Okay. And I was shocked, bro. Why were you shocked? Um, I was shocked at how um what sophisticated it is. It's not even that sophisticated. I was shocked at how open it was. Open? Bait. It was bait. It became so it, it was it's like black people do with everything. You know when like someone starts sending cupcakes on Insta? Yeah. And then the cupcake business just gets saturated because everybody can oh, make cool. a cupcake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same no, the that definitely happened with ACs. ACs, but which, ACs but which, yeah. Which, which fraud is ACs he was talking to you about? Which one's that, ACs? ACs is when someone basically needs an account, they need to move money, they go and withdraw the money before it clears, then they cancel the, the check. I'm never going to say what was... I don't know if we can say what was telling me on, on Fingy. There's, just tell me what were, the crime is. You these know, ones, but they get accounts. Yeah. They get account details yeah. from someone inside. Get them all these account details. Um, there's that one, and then you call up the call centers. The call centers were in India. Yeah. All right. All you had to do was pretend to be a posh white man. Okay. They had white people on payroll. Okay. And I'm not talking white people who went to Oxford. Just any stonehead white guy who they could just pay a fee. Yeah. And he'd call up. I'm just going to check my account, and they'd be like, "Which one? Oh, all of them." Okay. So they, they give you all the secrets to the account, and then you withdraw. You so you know how much is in the account. Okay. Then you withdraw it, get the white people to go into the bank because they they never raise suspicion. <laughs> oh, there was a racial element to it and everything. So they send the white people in to go what withdraw. So they'll set up an account in the kid's name. Okay. So this kid's seventeen. Yeah. But the account will have ten grand in it. Okay. And they send him to go and withdraw the account. Who whose ten grand is this originally? The person that they've sucked up from his account. So it's all rich okay. people. Middle okay. class people with like a hundred grand in their account. All right, so somebody inside will just move some of it away to another account. I have the account details. It's okay, but how do you get the account details? Like from the inside guy. Okay. Letters, postmen, all of that shit. <clears throat> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so you had, you, got, you had the post You had the postal people involved. They get like 500 pounds per 
thingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's way more sophisticated. This one was just like back in the day when I was young. I just know a couple of people were doing it. They would just say, "Can I use your account?" And what they'll do is they, they put money in your account, like a check in it. Yeah, and they withdraw it, and then you go and withdraw it before it clears. Yeah, then they'll cancel the check. And, and but your account gets fucked up though. Of course it does, because the only person seen on camera is you withdrawing this cash. Yeah, and you have to go into the branch to take out, you know, the kind but of. At amount. that time, you could go to a bureau to change. Wow, I didn't know. I withdrew the money there. Yeah, bro. It was it was wild back then because I know so many people that. Oh yeah, my whole crew was doing it. <clears throat> yeah, like I just and I I know in fact there you go. That's a perfect example. I know one guy right now. This guy is I'm not gonna give out too many details about his life, but we went to uni together, mm -hmm. and for the longest time, like his he was he was what I described about not being free. That's how he was. He had the money in, in a shoebox under his under his bed. Right. But he couldn't let his parents find out he had this much money. He couldn't really do anything with the money that he mm. wanted to do. And uh, so it's just, I think over time, he just had to kind of like let the money trickle out. Okay. To the point that it wouldn't seem like anything. But yeah. this idea that he was going to just make this big move and then buy a car or whatever, yeah. it is, that just, he couldn't do it. Wow. But, you know, he's, he ended up going to uni with me. So he's at a top uni. Um, he's since gone on to, you know, get further education. And he's, he has a really good job. Just got married recently. So, like, he did one move, basically. And it scared him so much that he was like, yeah, I'm not doing this ever again. He wasn't built for it, man. But yeah, he wasn't built for it. But what I'm saying is that it's for some people, they do one move and that's it. Well, yeah. I mean, but what I meant was if you do one move and you... and you, But he didn't spend that money even. If he had spent that money, he'd done mm. another move. But he couldn't spend that money. And I think the training... Because that happened to me as well. The training you have makes you realise this is not for me. I'm not about to keep doing this as an actor. The, the trade as in like the... My parents. Oh, okay, the home training. Right. You feel... You, you just realise this is not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just hanging with people... That, yeah, because um, yeah, that's that's the thing about you know there's all of these frauds kind of things. They were like entry level crimes because you didn't need to have like any criminal disposition to get involved. Well, it's that's just, what he, he said just to into me. Your he said there was no beef. Said, well, what was the beef? Like, there's no beef. He said the beef was the drug dealers were hating on them because they were getting money quicker than them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. sometimes you could try and lick a move. Yeah, you you wait the whole week <clears> and yeah. the move doesn't come through. The bank catch on and they cancel the tick. He actually said to me they targeted a certain bank because of ties to slavery. I said, there's no honour amongst thieves, bro. You, you're all crooks. All crooks, bro. Don't try and give any kind of... But you know is, though? There, there is something there, in that, though. There was, because there, the bank do stash whatever money they can get. There was a time where, though, where it was, it was starting to go bad for a lot of people because whoever the middleman was, was always getting screwed over. So the guy who, you know, who had the square and the guy who was the man at the top they always got their money. Mm. The middleman was like some girl, whatever it is, who's in college, and they're like, let's just use your account. Mm. She's like, you guys took all the money out. You didn't leave the amount you're supposed to leave for me. Her a bank account gets screwed up. She's the one that ends up going to, to court. She says, oh, yeah, man like Striver was the one that used <laughs> my account. Do you know his real name? <coughs> no, I just know him as Striver. Then all of a sudden, you know, her, she, she takes the whole fall for it. That and and that to be honest, that's that industry imploding on itself because that's just, it's greed that drives it and it's greed that eventually kills it. What it's, did they say? Charge that to the game. They do, but I'm saying that like at the beginning when everyone was everyone was making sure that everyone got paid. If you want to do crime, you have to make sure everyone gets paid. You can't. You no, can't if you're start, a criminal. You can't start <laughs> people. No, if you're a criminal. It depends. If you're a short-term criminal, then fine, go ahead. I mean, it's, you know what it is. It's all nature, you know. Do you know what it is? I've, I've it's learned who you are as a nature. It's who you are as a person. 
Okay. If you were to do crim- if you were to if I was to put you as a crime criminal a criminal now mm-hmm. as head of an organization, I know exactly what type of head you're gonna be. You okay. don't want wahala. There's no need for killing in the streets. Of and course not. Let's keep it humble. Everyone's getting money. There's no need no. for us all this rah rah shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'll probably be more emotional at someone killing thingy and saying, "We know we have to blow up their whole territory." Say, "Yo, but we can parlay and talk." No, 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 no. They're taking the piss. We have to wipe them off the face of the earth. You understand? Yeah, that's why. Because we, that's, that's why my we nature. Together, that's why we do a podcast. That's bro. my nature. Okay. So, and I think when you have those criminals who don't understand, you keep everybody happy. Yeah. We have everyone's happy. Yeah, I mean, when you have those people that don't understand, it. you can see it, they're the ones in football when he's playing the park in just football in the park of your friends. Yeah. Foul every five seconds. Yeah, no one fouled you. All right, next time I foul, I'm gonna punch him in his face. Now you, <laughs> now, now no one wants to play football no more. <laughs> but bro, it's like do you know this the era of the wire when Stringer Bell was in charge. Stringer yeah. Bell. Yeah, Idris <laughs> okay. Elba's character. Yeah, you know, no way. No, as in like just in case. Stringer beat. It's not just That's my guy. talking, bro. So Stringer Bell's character in the show, he was very um, uh, forward-thinking. He thought of everything like as a business, um, and he was very, very astute and sharp. And he even ran their meetings like it was parliamentary meetings and so on. So when he was in charge, obviously there's way more efficiency and so on. But at the end of the day, man, even Stringer Bell ended up getting killed. So it's like even if you want to be the smart guy, there's a time where you have to get gunned. Why did he get killed though? I mean, because he stepped out of his lane. Yeah, to be someone you know, tried to go into politics and shit like that. They swindled him nicely. True, and then he stepped on, and also he got killed because he was a shady motherfucker. Everything, everybody was shady in the entire yeah. show. Everybody was shady, so every well, I guess everybody yeah. <laughs> died at some point. But he my was point, shady bastard, killing, killed his nephew, killed that man's prison. He's, he killed um Avon's cousin, his brother in prison. My point is just that eventually, like. You need that balance. You need that balance. You need a person who understands how to run an organization, how to be level-headed, how to be calm. And you need... You need you know, a hothead, them, man. Them hotheads as well. You need a hothead. Look at yeah. Godfather, you know. This when this podcast would not be any fun if it was just two Ollers having a conversation. Well, it wouldn't be fun if it was just two Fumbies. Exactly. Because it's just the, the same I'm person, making. yeah. That's the point I'm making. So no, well, it might be fun if it was two Fumbies, but nah, my point is... It, it, nah, there will be no podcast, bro. And that's the thing. It's like um, <laughs> there'll be no podcast. There wouldn't even be no volume levels. So set. there'll be no, there'll be there'll, no, there'll be, be no, there'll be no organization. There. No organization. No organized crime. If everybody was the same. This was, if you're gonna do you organized crime, the bull. you need some born criminals and some born organizers and yes. put them together. Yes. You need to make the criminals more organized. And call you it make FIFA. Some, need to make the organizers more criminal. And call it FIFA. <laughs> Bro, if you look at it here, every mm-hmm. single institution mm-hmm. on earth is essentially an organized mm-hmm. crime syndicate. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you can if you can organize in a certain way mm. and provide a certain level of stability mm-hmm. for the average mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. most people are okay. Yep, most they're people are fine. Turn a blind eye, boy. They're because everyone, turn a blind you, eye. no matter how many times we make jokes about corruption in FIFA and so on, people like how football is run. Yep, they love it. Yeah, hey, hey, no matter how much I talk about it, hire me at FIFA tomorrow. I ain't gonna change a motherfucking thing. What do you my, mean? For my office view, I'm gonna put the window right here. <laughs> Like when people saying doing to me, stand oh, up in the office every day. People bro. were saying to me, you know, are you gonna take the vaccine? I was like, yeah. Like, oh, you don't think, you know, it's me. Look, if Bill Gates wants to control me, he didn't have to do all of this. Yeah, bro. What do you Just mean? Just hit man? me up on the DMs, bro. Just tell me the price. I sold my soul two weeks ago. Bill Gates said, "I give you twenty pounds right now." You be like, "Yo, I had that twenty pounds earlier on today." You know, like it, what? What? He doesn't have to. Bro, do you that. have to. You have to remember. Yeah, when I think about our job, someone says, "I got fifty pounds for you. Show up at this place at this time," and we go. Like, we are primed to get taken advantage of and killed and so on. Sometimes if someone outside the country emails you and says, 
get on this plane, come to this country where you don't know anybody. I'll pay you two hundred pounds to come and perform for twenty minutes, bro. If they want to kill you, they're gonna get you, bro. True. We put our our dates up online, True. like people know where to find you. See, the idea that you're trying to now protect yourself it's, from that's this how shit, don't cause bro. Beef, you know? Bro, if you're about to go to the show. store and they're like, oh yeah, if we want to get paid in cash, just need to quickly inject you <laughs> with this. He'd be like, oh, but Bax is not until Tuesday. Nah, man. And I need nah, the cab man. money nah, home. Man. Inject me hey, with what? Inject, inject me, with what? me, man. Inject, inject me with what? Nah, <laughs> nah, I'll wait till Tuesday. Fuck that. I don't want to I don't know what they're going to inject me with. But hey, them cash days at the store. Oh, oh bro. What weekends? Bro, the ones where Little I used to sell the DVD as well. Mm. The ones where you sell the DVD as well. It used to be a pretty weekend. Oh. It used to be a pretty weekend. Bro, did I ever tell you what happened? I Maybe I should have said it online. How do you know about it? Bro, I came out with too much money. It was too much. Like, I sold too many. And at the store, like, obviously, everyone there is kind of on a big night out and they've way more free with their money. So I used hella 20 pound notes, 10 pound notes, you know what I'm saying? Like, couple 50s and whatnot. I had a lot of cash on me. And because I was taking it and I don't want to, like, be counting it in front of people and stuff, I'll just put it away into my pocket. But it's getting to a point where it's actually overflowing. So I just, like, oh, I need to go backstage. So as I get into the start, uh, into the into the back room, I pull out all the cash so to stop it falling out my pocket. It was getting to that point; it was gonna come out my pocket. So I pull it out so I can bring it out and start counting it. I turn around and see my guy sitting right there. Who? Oh no! No, wait! What he's a schoolboy, bro! Absolutely. You didn't see him, you didn't see him when you walked in. I didn't see him when I walked. No, he was behind the door. He was sitting up on the on. You should have gone to the toilet kiosk. Bro, you know you know where the the. You mean what? You mean the customers' toilet? Yeah, you should have gone somewhere, man. That would have been worse. No, if, the you, only... locked the, no, if you locked the kiosk door. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I just that would have been back. worse than seeing the owner of the store seeing how much you're taking home, bro. <laughs> do you know what it is? Do you know what's so gangster about it? He didn't say anything. Oh my no, no. God. What you know? He said. Oh no, he said. Oh, seems like you did well out there. And I don't know whether he was talking about the sales or the the set, but I did well with both. So I was just like, yeah, man, that was really nice out there, man. Thanks as always for having me. Did the penny drop? No, it's, no. What happened is he walked out, and you he didn't walked, panic. He walked out, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Like I thought in my head, like I didn't know he was gonna be there. It was a bit of a shock, but he didn't say anything that was like too much. So he just walked out, and I was like, "Fine, cool." I was like, "All right, cool," because I've been selling other weekends there as well. You How much did you make fairly, that night? That night was maybe like three hundred pounds. Okay, so on top he, of the weekend, on top of the weekend, Yeesh. I don't, I don't cancel your shows. I, that was three hundred from that show. I did another show that night and still sold DVDs. So, so I had all of this money falling out, all these fives, tens, twenties, all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to straighten them out. Bro, give it like 10 minutes. Other guy, I don't want to say people's names and stuff, but other guy comes in and goes, yeah, I hope you do know about the um, the, the 10% commission that we take on, on, on sales at the store. And I was like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, funny. Because I've had that joke a couple of times before and he was like, I'm, I'm being deadly serious. I was like, I've never had this before. I've sold many times here and Manchester. Oh, Where did this come from? This nigga said, have you? What dates were those? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they never... They, this even nigga dry-snitching. If I told them I sold 20 pounds, what are they going to do? They can't. There's no records for them to check. But I said that and he was like... He just kind of shrugged his shoulders and looked at me like... Like this rule basically just got instilled right now. He like basically this nigga saw me making... 10% this money. commission. I, I, him, I can't remember if it was 10 or how much it was. You should give him 10 pounds. It was 10 or 15 or whatever it is. But they'd already seen me with all the cash, How bro. did you know how much you had? Bro. Had they paid you as well? No, they hadn't paid me at this point. How much did you give him? I did the proper... 
I think it was 10 or 15%, something like that. I calculated it, gave it to them. I was very honest with it. I had no problem. I paid the piper, whatever. I understand. It's your I venue. I wouldn't have paid the piper. No, it's your venue, man. No, you put the work in and No, all no, that no, no, no. That's not the point, though. It's not that it's his venue. He only came because he saw money in your pocket. And of course. And he created a 10% rule. That's the piss take. Yeah, yeah, He just, he just... He, I, got I, say, I want to see that in writing, but then I you're got, fucking with your money for the rest of the year. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. At this point, it's like you pay the piper because it's like, it's the cost of doing business out here. Mine's the principle. Tell me you're the fucking piper then, innit? Yeah, but bro, come on, man. You know a man's the piper, bro. Man no, I don't know he's the piper. Man used to run strip clubs out here. You think comedy was... And so, you, and so you, need my, you need my 30... You said you made about 300. 10% of that is 30 pounds. Yeah, I know. You need my 30 pounds that bro, bad? Bro, listen to what I just said. My man used to run strip so, clubs. I'd have told him five pounds. We're all strippers to him, bro. You yeah, go out there and make fine. my money and I get my cut. That's fine. But as long as you know the deal, though. though. Pardon? He didn't tell you that. He didn't tell me, but, but I, I to be know. fair, it's in fairness to him. He hustled you calm. He hustled me calm. And he has to be, venue. It, it was it was very very polite. It was very yeah. very respectable. I, I had more respect if he came to you as a man, though. To be honest, yeah. And tapped your pockets like on my hand phone. If, if he came to me and said, <laughs> if he came to you said, "What you got on my shorty, homie? Uh, my forty, homie?" I'd be like, "All right, Debo in this, okay, okay, all right, all right. All right. You been watching Friday? I like that. <laughs> Tucky Chase, Tucky Chase. So that's how I so that's him at the store now. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I got jacked nicely. But I respect it. You didn't it. get jacked. You just got... He, 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 I got he, taxed. I got taxed. He got, and, and you know what? He's shady. From, it's the way he did it I don't like. I I, I mentioned it. Um, no, because I, when I, I now went to another club. I went to the CAF. And the owner of the CAF was like, made that same joke to me. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. How much is your percentage? He was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I ain't charge you for that. He was like, people been charging you. I was like, yeah, I pay at the store. He was like, oh, this guy. He was so disappointed. He was angry. He was oh, like, man. how is he? You're like the no, nicest. I thought, I, thought was, I thought it was coming again. I, just, like, I didn't want to be like. You're like the nicest <coughs> prick. in. You're nice, the biggest, nicest prick in comedy, honestly. What? Like people walk around saying, oh, look, this, this, this. look how you just were so honest with that guy. Oh, sure. What's your tax? Huh? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Bro, if I'm going to be in someone's venue selling a product, right? Yeah. You can't just walk into. But that's why you're not a billionaire. Into like box park and start selling. Food. You said you, you said you should be a billionaire. It's for moments like this that you're not. No, but wait, here, here, what it is, bro. If you really want to make money in this life, everybody around you has to be rich. Hmm? Everybody around you, everyone you work with, everyone you work with has to make money from what you're doing. Or else, you, the cost of doing business is always going to cancel out anything you grow. I'm not rich, and I do business with Don. I'm saying, bro, if you're going to get to the point where you are making any substantial amount of money. Mm-hmm. You have to be making other people around you rich, who are, you are working with. Who does he make rich? Don, Don's whole position is, look, everybody here is going to get paid. And in fact, I'm going to pay the comedians probably better than what they get at most clubs. Right? And for that, I'm going to charge this much and I'm going to run this level of establishment. I'm going to make you jump through these hoops. Right? That's how his business model works. And the whole point in that is, you know, it's the same model as running a strip joint. It's, you have to give strippers the illusion that they can become rich. They can buy cars and jewels and stuff. But and he doesn't they, give us that illusion. I mean, the illusion is... You well, can he does. Best store. He does. Why do you think so many comedians go through all of the... Because they get paid. But the idea is you don't just get paid. It's prestige. It's the amount you're going to get paid. It's the fact that you're going to be in this top flight of comedians. Mm, You've been mm, selected mm. and so on. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying it's the same thing. It's the same move. It's the same move everywhere else. And so for me, I'm like, cool. If that's what I got to do to in order to keep my business running, I'm cool with that. Because the truth is, if I stand on the corner 
outside on the street, say I got a DVD, I'll be like these guys you see in Oxford Street that stop you and say, do you like hip hop? But if I do it after a show with a, an audience that you brought together, you paid me to be on the show, and I have a chance to sell to these people, and you say you want your cut, I'm happy to give you a cut. Yeah, but he didn't say he wants his cut though. That's the point. That's what pisses Which me. Which one? Off. Store one. Yeah. Well, he didn't say. It, yeah, yeah. He said he sent his guy. To right. Come and say it. He said, and 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 by the way, I'm sure you could have knocked out. You could have knocked out said guy. I mean, you didn't even have the muscle like that. If he sent Franco or Tony, I could understand. Hey, hold on. Take a walk with me. If it was one of those cats, listen, I, I didn't know my boss was, was tripping like that. But to be honest, even those kind of guys. There was a couple of times where I forgot to pay the piper and I told the guy, I was like, oh, I, I, I forgot to bring the pay. He was like, oh, forget it, man. Like, I think they all knew that it was absolute nonsense. He made that rule up on the spot. Of course. Because that's what the piss, that's why I wouldn't Because they sell merchandise as well. You see what I'm saying? They've got the comedians that they manage, you can buy their CDs. At the at the at the yep, club, and you them. can buy the t-shirts yeah, yeah, and all I've that kind of them, stuff. Yeah. So the idea is like, if you're gonna be here taking sales, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're gonna be out here taking sales, then they have to get their cut. I'm like, that's fine. No, that I respect because they, they and plus they're your agents and they're helping you sell your stuff. Yeah, definitely. So, I, oh, so I'm like, yeah, yeah. You and by the way, cut. I have no problem paying the piper. I just yeah. want the piper to be up front. Yeah, be up front. You know, I like to. No, know I'm, who's, I, bro, I honestly, like to know. I gave my agent a pay rise before. Huh? I gave my agent a pay rise before my old agent. I told her I want to pay you twenty, and she was, I was uh, fifteen was her rate. I want I want to pay you twenty. Why? It was two reasons actually. One, I wanted to, um, the, my main motivation for this was, I wanted her to go out there and work harder for me. So when a gig comes in, if she can make fifteen percent from one act and she make twenty percent from another act, she'd give it to the act that she didn't make twenty percent from. So overall, even though I've given her five percent pay rise, my overall net profitability should go up by the increased work coming my way. That was the, the theory of it. And then... The reality? <clears throat> the reality is, I never did the numbers, but she I mean, she was always kind of looking after me in general. So she did chuck a kind of gigs. I don't know if I got more gigs that were supposed to go to someone else, but I was happy to pay that to her. The reason where, where it actually paid off for me is when I wanted to leave her. So when I left to go to my next agent, they didn't want to touch live. They didn't care about live. They just wanted to do film TV. So I needed to ask her to still do my live, but not get any of the big money that she was kind of hoping and waiting for. And in the end, she kind of agreed to to keep going, uh, which which really helped me out at that time. And I think it, you know, the fact that I was paying her the twenty percent really just allowed me to tide over in that period until, you know, I moved over. So I I don't know. For me, I'm I am not against spreading the wealth a little bit around the people who are with me. If you work with me, you have to get rich with me. Well, I'm not giving my agent more than the 15% they deserve at all. Yeah, I'm not with my new agent. I'm, an, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not, not giving everybody agent. pay rises. My with, whole, my whole mindset well. is flipped around agents. They work for me. I used to think I worked for them. Mm. They work for you. In fact, yeah. agents should be treated like... Uh, but retail, even with you, that, like the, my whole mentality around bringing you in is not so that I don't get these opportunities I can stunt on you and be like, yeah, you know, I just got booked for this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, how can we, how can yeah, we put di- the people on? That's different in the sense, yeah, that's different. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bringing people and in. And I've got be, a gig for you, by the way. I'm, nicely paid. I'm not bringing people in to be rich. In fact, I tell people, if you think this is, if you think you're going to be rich off of this, you're on the wrong vehicle. Okay. Because I can't, I can't determine the tides, the seasons. And a lot of times people overpromise. Oh yeah, yeah. I people mean, write a movie and they're like, "We're gonna do, we're gonna be at the better." And people really go in there with those notions. Mm-hmm. I go in with a real notion that you're gonna learn experience here. Mm-hmm. You're gonna com- you're gonna see something that's been completed. And you're gonna be able to show your kids something in twenty years. Fact. The money aspect, I don't know. 
Okay. But you can use it to pre- prepare yourself to go and make some more money. Hmm. I don't believe we're all born to be rich and millionaires. I don't of course that's not. True. Yeah, yeah, of course. I believe we're born to be content. Yeah. And some of us will have the fuck you money where you can throw a stack in my face yeah. and I can't do nothing but count it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you can, you know, you, you can... I was listening to that song, you know, count your blessings, name them one by one. Yeah. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. What? Can you imagine? The, the Kanye version. Huh? The Kanye version, the Sunday service version. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I the count so. your blessings, name that one by one. Oh, yeah, okay, you went. <laughs> you got the celebration, bro. What's Big going time. On? I think the celebration predated them, this. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm <laughs> so, sure and it's probably a colonial song. Must be. Let's not get. Let's, let's Count just, your blessings, name them one by one. Let's just accept it at face value at this point. I think the Bible says this. Oh, the Bible says it. Oh, and then we just put the remix in. Of Count your blessings, name them one by one. Let's just put the cheese so what What's the what's the spring? What's the what's the song they come in at? And he will surprise you what that Lord has done. What song can you bring in at that? My God is good, Hallelujah. God is you know you know you got to bring there's the always, next song. Always, like a, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. What can you rock it with that? Count your blessing, name them one, one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord me. has done. Everybody <laughs> shout Hallelujah! No, 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 did no, 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 and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. I'm gonna, I've, got, I've got nothing. I ain't been to church in a minute. No, then you go to, I conquer Satan. I, I conquer, conquer demons. I conquer principalities. I conquer power. Count Name by one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. You can't go to I conquer. Bro, that's the that's the that's the next one, bro. I will surprise you what the Lord has done. Then it'd be, it'd be a different chorus that, that comes there with like, yeah, okay. But yeah, we went on a whole tangent on that <laughs> just to find the next song that bro, comes in. Nigerian Prince. But what I was trying to medleys. say was, we was honestly surprised you what the Lord has done. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I I agree with you in terms of the contentment side of things. I don't mm. think all of us are gonna be super stinking rich, but I think in terms of us being wise and and good stewards of the resources we're given i think the wise thing to do is to use funds to make people's lives better and well here's the thing breaking bread is i hear what you're saying in that sense mm. but the bread should be it should be broken like like bread would like you know like uh the fulfillment should be in the opportunity we've created and mm. not in the bread that's being split okay the money should never be when you called me to do waiting day, for instance, yeah, if there was no money involved, I would have done it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, that was not a, a check that's like, oh, Ola put me on. No, it's not like that. But it's going to be a case of like, one, obviously, I'd much rather work with you and I think we're going to come up with a better product. I think that's at the first and foremost. But then I also think if there's an opportunity to get paid, I'm going to try and put you on because it makes sense to me that like, you know, like we said, rich people trade on secrets and favors. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're out here being stingy and so on, well, rich, someone rich, said to me, rich people are not stingy. You know, they are. No, no, they're stingy with they're people who, who can't help them. 
Oh, there's, there's no we, money coming they, back. <laughs> they, exactly. They, they they just don't give to, to scroungers or who they deem to be scroungers. Anybody trying to use them for a come up, they don't particularly want to give to those people. But if you provide a service for them, they will pay you handsomely. And that's why you see rich people who will pay ridiculous money for a woman to you know carry their child because the wife can't give birth or they'll pay a mistress. or Because these people provide services for them. And, they, they, and they're like, look, I understand that like, I can get sex, you know, damn near for $20 or whatever it is. Like, sex is cheap, but they'll pay a, an escort this much because they're paying for her, her discretion, her to leave, her to keep silent, all of the things. Her to all not the, have an STD. Her to not have an... Or everything that they need, they will pay for it. They happily will. Okay. So I'm just saying 100% that when you have that mentality of like, oh, I can't let other people around me get in on the pie because it's blah, blah, blah. Then you're, 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 you're kind of keeping yourself in poverty in many ways because really and truly, if you have the right mindset, if you have the right mindset, you really should be trying to help everyone around you get it as well. But who does though? I don't know anyone who helps everyone around them get it. Because everyone, everyone uses everyone. I think everyone uses everyone at some point. I don't think everyone's trying to help you get it. Everyone's Bro. trying to get something of what you've got so we can all get I'm doing that. Let me let you know that for free. Well, what I mean is, what I mean is in terms of. Um, but you said I'm the nicest prick in the industry, so I don't, I don't know what to make of that. But I, that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, if it's your people's, yeah. But not if it's not if not if it's not your people's. You don't have to. You don't owe to bring. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Obviously, I can't help everyone get on. No. If I don't, if I don't rate your comedy, I'm not going to recommend you to a, a club. But at the same time, what if time, you don't rate their comedy, but you think they could be right for something you're working on? If I think they would be right for what I'm doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring him on. And that's me. That's a project. I, I will bring you up right. If I have a project, I will bring anybody in yeah. who I think you have the talent for. Yeah, yeah. But I will not promise you, you know, heads in the clouds fees. Oh, of course not. Yeah. Of course not. Of course I just not. want you to understand that I respect, I'm bringing you on as a project and I respect what you do as a craft. Yeah. And if you can make money eventually, you know, like, again, if I made, if I made, say, a, a movie or a special or whatever, we all made together. And I made, you know, a million off of it. Even if the deal was before that no one gets paid, I will pay everybody what they deserve for putting in yeah. that film. I'm I just mean, kind of I just mean like, yeah. if I, if, if let's say I got that special and I just got the mill, I've got many things I could do with that money. But if the only thing I do is to like, do stuff to try and let you know that I got that mill right now, as far as I'm concerned, that's, that's a waste of time. But if I say, look, bro, like let's fund your project. What's going on, man? You say you've been saying you want to do this thing this whole time. What's the budget? Let's put it up. Mm. I'm more uh, on that way that because like, sense. if you, it's, if that give and go, if you get that and you go make the movie pop off or, you know, your film or your special, whatever it is, bro, it's not even like you have to give me that money back. It's just the fact that I know my money's out there going out and making more money. Mm. That money's going to come back to me whether I like it or not. Even mm. if I don't want the money to come back to me, it's going to come back to me. But it's, it, the money might not come back to you, but something will. Yeah. When I, when I say the money will come back to me, I'm saying that like... The reward of that. Or yeah. The reward of that. So that's why I'm like, you know, sometimes I think the stingy mentality is kind of kill us. Um, you know, some of the people I'm doing business with now these days really, really show me because they've learned it from other people who do who they've done business with. And it's like, yo, they've built billion dollar companies off of this principle of like, everybody who you touch in terms of they are working towards your thing, you need to make sure that they are making money from it. Everybody's incentivized to build your thing. Everybody's incentivized to work with you. Everybody's incentivized to to add and, and, to, and, and to put their skills towards the thing. When you get that principle, yo, you can really do amazing things. Men used to, you know, do uh, like 
unthinkable things just on the on that basis alone. Well, I'm just sharing the wealth. Yeah. Mm. Incentivizing everybody, but you can't incentivize everyone though. Not if you own the. <laughs> Not if you're on top shop, you can't incentivize everyone. Somebody have to clean. <laughs> but yeah, you can't yeah, incentivize them, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everyone make cleaning worth their while. Yeah. yeah you, that's you, what I mean. You give like, them some targets. Industry. You give them some targets and say there's a bonus at the yeah. end of it. Yeah, that's what I mean about industries in the sense where, you know, a lot of more jobs would be respected more if you didn't paint them as loser. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a bus driver. Loser, why don't you have ambition? <laughs> like, Bro, at the end of the day, man, it, you know, there's a certain amount to which money already does that. But there's many things that we overcome it for. We overcome money to like celebrate people who work in nurseries, for example. You know what I'm saying? Like we'd say that that's a respectable job. They work with children. You know, that's very kind. It's, it's very not respectable. Nurturing job. and so on. That's a minimum wage job right there. Because <laughs> it's some bullshit. It is. Because no one wants to work with kids. That's the facts <laughs> of it all. Nobody wants that job. They should be paid their king's ransom, to be honest with you. That's Bruh. why childcare is a mother. Bro, they put no childcare. They get paid. Childcare get paid. Childcare, but I'm saying Man, if you're a nursery that. worker, uh, you get minimum wage. That's because you're in a teacher system, though. Bro, but you're not political. The, the Care funding. workers, bro. Geopolitical. Yeah, any any Nigerian aunties have that game on lock. Bro. I can't. I don't understand why there is no Nigerian auntie care worker company because the moment you come you from mean? Nigeria, oh, they, they, you, okay. Oh, there's so many in our community. That's, that's what they came up off of. Okay. They came up off of that care working thing. In fact, it's like their own company, right? Yeah, their yeah, own company. Yeah. And now they, you know, what I'm saying like their yeah. host turned yeah. madame basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they've they've now got the, the the people working for them. I know, uh, I know of, uh, a couple families actually, Nigerian families that own a string of of care homes, um, and then also have the contracts to provide in house care as well. Mad. And they just use the community basically. As soon as someone comes in the country and they need a job, Mashigini. Masha care walk. This is it. You have to go do that care work. That's that's that's, that's your cut. And unlike Harold Shipman, we don't kill their elderly. Bruh. Yeah. So I mean, they, that that is a big Too come soon? up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that care work is a big come up. Like that's one where we we definitely took the industry and took it seriously and figured it out the game figured out like we, okay we this how you get the cleaning industry the same as well pardon we should have done the cleaning industry the same as well a couple people but in, uh, you know, like people, you haven't got like the Kenary Polish Wolf people contracts. have the cleaning industry on lock yeah yeah, yeah. if they, you call a Polish if you call a cleaner to your house and they're not Polish you don't even let them in but they be cleaning to be fair our, our cleaner's Nigerian but I mean we keep it we keep That's it in the good. community but she goes to our church as well she does the other side so she's on the side yeah so we respect it. I mean, the truth is this, you know, we're a bunch of bitch-ass people. You know, we want all these big homes and dreams, but we can't clean them ourselves. So we hire cleaners to make ourselves feel better about it. What do you mean? That's exactly how it should work. What do you mean? That's not exactly how it should work. <coughs> if I was going to build a big company, does that mean I need to be able to change all the light bulbs? I'm hiring maintenance stuff. What do you mean? Of course you are. <laughs> what do you mean? Of course you are. Maintenance stuff makes sense, though. Pardon? Maintenance house stuff. I'm, I'm talking about my our generation of new marriage people yeah you lot have cleaners in your little two bedroom flats and i'm just like what are you doing hey but that's because you know anyway let's not let's not go down that bitches road. that's why let's not go down <laughs> that you're a bunch oh. of bitches my mom and dad had zero well first of all they couldn't afford no damn cleaners that's for damn sure yeah. they were the cleaners my dad my mom they could clean the whole sea they weren't cleaning the yard they had to come up and clean the yard themselves but i'm just saying it's so funny how we are a bunch of bitches as our generation 
We don't Ooh. struggle. We can't fight. We're not. We're not in it for the. Put your socks up. We're not in it for that. Yeah, we're in I it mean, for the. There's, there's. I'm just putting the camera to my face and doing the, the angles like. But bro, this is no, you will go through a whole family are, album. The, the challenges are different, bro. Big time. You the go challenges are different. It's, not that, it's not that we're bitches. It's the fact we're that we, we face different challenges. We're bitches. The world is bitches up. Bro. What's the challenge? Cleaning your yard. <laughs> no, it's like there are other challenges. Look, put it this way, bro. <clears throat> it, if you put yourself in the um, in the in the place of a, a parent, right? Now you've got a series of things that you need to do. And workplaces, you have to remember, bro, wages have been stagnant. If you work in a workplace, your wage has not really moved that much over the past 10 years. But prices have gone up, right? Why, though? I'll tell you why. But anyway, we'll, let's not let's not go into that straight away because we'll go too deep. So inflation has gone up. Yes. Price uh, Wages have stayed the same. So mm-hmm. you, in, in order to maintain, and, and you have to also remember, not only has inflation gone up, the amount of things you need to pay for that is accepted as normal now have also increased. You wouldn't have had an internet bill, you know, 20 years ago, but now it's expected that everyone's going to have internet, right? You know, not everybody would have had a mobile phone a certain time ago. Now everyone's expected to have a mobile phone. So there's going to be, there are new bills coming in and new expectations of normal. To maintain that, people work more and more and more. So if you get paid, let's say, you get paid £20 an hour in your office job and you could and and your workplace is also saying you should do overtime and whatnot like if you really want to meet targets and blah 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 you need to go and do the work and you have to go clean your house you go do you know what my time is worth 20 pounds an hour if somebody says they're going to clean my house for 10 pounds an hour i'd rather pay it and make the 10 pound difference getting my work done if i leave that 20 pounds an hour time to go clean my house i'm losing 20 pounds an hour Whereas if I pay somebody, I'm actually, not everybody's thought about it like this, but <laughs> this is kind of the decision making. So it's like most of the stuff gets outsourced now. That's why there's all these meal prep services, people order food and so on. Because we can't do anything for ourselves no more. It's because because we've all been told that the best use of all of our time and energy is, that is, work? is, is to give it to a corporation. Yeah, <laughs> That's what all the incentive is. Hey, where's the bridge? I'm jumping off. That's a, that's a, that's, that's poetic in itself. Yeah, they don't. No, That's they, worse than living to die. That's actually bro, working to die. When they were funding all of these um, feminist movements and so on, they were selling them on the idea that their best and most fertile and energetic years should be given to a corporation. Why? Because they told them you're going to get rich. It's the same principle as the strip club and the comedy club. It's like and how many of us have gonna, gotten rich with this with this scheme, bro? Think about it like this, and this this answers your question as to why we've seen wage stagnation uh, and inflation at the same time. Think about what happens if all of a sudden you start encouraging women to enter the workforce, right? Where men of uh, where it's usually mostly men, you know, add women there. All of a sudden, now you've got twice as many um, sexual harassment cases. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. I my trust bad, you, bad, man. I bad, trust you, bad, bro. Bad, You're a sniper bad, with it. My bad, my bad, my bad. you got twice as many workers, right? So the, the competition in the labor force automatically goes up. Right. You don't have to put wages up because if you don't, if you don't want to take this wage, there's a woman, there's, there's another person here. It doesn't even matter whether she's a woman or not. Just the fact that you've got, you just doubled the workforce just like that. Just by saying, bring women in. Every corporation in that situation now says, uh, 
we've got way more people to pick from now. So if you like, and we're also going to encourage them to go to university and do the exact same jobs as you. So if you don't like it, we'll get someone else to replace you. It's much easier to replace you now. Cool. Everyone accepts pretty much stagnant wages. But what also happens on the flip side is now the households have two incomes, right? So they have more money. Mm-hmm. Even though they're technically doing more work, they also now have more money. So then you just feed them more stuff to spend the money on. Then you tell them that if you really love your kids, you're going to buy this toy for them. You're going to buy this educational goods for them. And you're going to send them to, to this summer camp. And you're going to do this for them. Who's, and who's then winning if you, then? If you really love your marriage, if you really love your partner, then you need to go and buy this diamond. And you need to take them on trips. And you need to take them on date nights. And then if you really love yourself, you need to buy a nice suit. And you need to buy nice heels to wear to work. And you need to also heels. do this oh, for, for the women. And then it's like, even, and then if you, even even if you do all of that, it's like, is your house nice enough? <laughs> you need to do up your house now. You, ah, you got an MTV creep? So by bringing women into the workplace, women are, are uh, statistically more, uh, have more spending power than men. Both because of historical reasons of what we expect women to spend their money on, but also just because... Um, a lot of women will go for the security of getting a steady job and they will also happily spend on things that make them feel comfortable. It's very easy to sell to women. You look at most clothing shops, they'll give you three floors for women. They put their men's stuff in next to the toilets at the back. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's very, very... And you still miss it. Damn, men's section. <laughs> you can be standing in the men's section asking, where's the men's where's section? The men's section? Like, yo, there's that T-shirt over there. You know what? When HM said, HM said, when HM said, only doing women's stuff, I thought, what? Never occurred to me that, oh yeah, I don't really care about that. I'll just go to another store. Bro, this is what I'm trying to tell you. So automatically, that whole move has just shifted all the spending away from, you know, things like, uh, you know, just bringing the money home and, you know, spending some on groceries, putting some aside for a pension, blah, blah, blah. Now you've just created this whole new thing where people need to take trips. They need to do couple goals because they both making money. So they now need to spend at the same rate, but with two incomes. And then now you've got, you know, this whole situation where women are making decent money and they now want a guy who makes the same amount of money or more because they want their lifestyle to consistently go up. And at the same time, all these corporations don't have to jump up wages every time their profits go up. Why? There's always more. And every time women leave the workplace, they just say, oh, this is terrible for society. We need to get women back in the workplace. So we all give our best and our most influential, most energetic, most um, uh, most engaged time to companies. And that's why people put off having kids. People put off getting married. People put off all of those relational things. Hmm. Crazy, man. Wild. Wild. But is there, is there an alternative? There is an alternative. It's called contentment, bro. It's called contentment. And, you know, there's a certain amount to which in today's society, it's kind of accepted that, you know, now we've risen prices to the point where you kind of have to have two incomes to to support a house. But also, we do have to consciously reject a lot of the commercial materialism. You know, on Netflix, again, they have a whole series called Explained, which is all documentaries on one thing or the other. They did one on Diamonds. And they showed exactly how completely manufactured the whole idea of diamonds were, <laughs> right? And one of the interesting things they pointed out about diamonds is that it's, um, I've forgotten the name of it, but there's a certain type of good that if you drop the price, you actually sell less of it. You need to actually keep the price high 
to keep selling it, right? Most goods, you drop the price, you sell more. Mm. Diamonds, you actually have to keep the price high. Why? Because they directly, it was part of a marketing plan, they directly attached, they, they did a focus group, and one, one thing that they picked up from the men was that when men bought diamonds for their women, they felt like they had arrived and they had achieved something. So they directly attached a man's feeling of achievement to buying diamonds. They consistently pushed that narrative. So for a man, if you drop the price of the diamond, you make him feel like he's achieved less. <laughs> so if I can make you feel like you're doing better because you can spend more on my product, you will thank me and come and spend more. Well, I get it. Yeah. So it's the exact same principle that I've been trying to tell you about incentivizing people. If you if you can align somebody's incent align somebody's motivations with yours, you can everything you want them to do, they'll do it for you because they believe they do it for themselves. But that diamond thing doesn't work with me though. <clears throat> I mean, you, you're you're very much a contrarian, so yes. Like it, if I bought a, it works with enough people for these diamond industry to, to still be what it is today. But I believe in the sense where. Cristal, for instance, he didn't like the fact that rappers were using his drink mm -hmm. because he cheapened his brand. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. I, I, because I, I his think friends were now coming and saying, oh, it's the rapper's drink. <laughs> exactly. And so that just ruined yeah. the taste of his drink because if a rapper can afford it... It's not even if the rapper can afford it. It's how just the fact exclusive is this? Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's the exclusivity that they mm. wanted. Right? So essentially... In that situation, you know, he's, he's put it out there as a commercial product, but it really isn't a commercial product. It's a status symbol, right? To, to sip this champagne. Yeah. So the You're idea... Right. I saw his diamonds, no? That's exactly what it is. So diamonds are not a product that we need. I mean, apart from people who need to cut diamonds and people who need to cut things in general. Have you ever had a diamond? Have I ever had a diamond? I mean, I've had like like a tiny... Or a cubic zirconi. Yeah, my wife's got a couple of white diamonds, but I did not spend what they say you're supposed to spend on her engagement ring. I specifically kept it very, very reasonable. I think my sister used Kinder Surprise to get hers. I respect you. <laughs> I know you're taking the piss, but my I respect you. Wedding, my sister's engagement ring was as humble as they get. They were more focused on having a house and having kids. And I respect married. that 100%, bro. I got my wife a black diamond. I said, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not going down this road if, you know if, they, if, you know if, they specifically said mm. they specifically said into in the u.s marketing that your engagement ring should be two months salary <laughs> right and men repeat it now you hear it on tv shows and everything it was a marketing campaign so if you're KFC, in, in, in the in the japanese marketing they actually put three months salary wow and in both markets they both rose to that occasion well here's the thing man if you're getting married and you can afford three months salary on a diamond ring. Do your thing, boo-boo. If you can't... It still doesn't have to be. It's still not a good use of your money. It's not, but if you can afford it... If you can afford it, you can always go ahead, but I'm yeah. just saying it's If still... you're Jay-Z, you're not going to worry about three months salary on a wedding ring. Kobe bought his wife a $4 million pink ring, pink diamond, because he cheated. Do you know how much salary that was? That's a whole... That was two seasons he spent. <laughs> that nigga spent two seasons on a ring. <laughs> he spent two seasons on some pumps, bro. Well... And really and truly, you have to think about it that that's way. That's how it was, isn't it? He spent two seasons on some pumps. Like two, no, d d d yeah, some pumps cost him two seasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to start thinking about it that way around. Four million dollar pink diamond ring. Ask yourself, ring. was but that really worth it? the beauty of life. The four million dollar pink diamond ring means nothing. 
Wait, where'd she even go catch that in? Well, now that he's not here, it means nothing. I know, right? She would wow. sell that ring in a million times to get him back. So it looks like you said it all it's all relative. Do we need that? No. Because let's be honest, the four million dollar ring didn't change what he did. Yeah, it made you comfortable to think a man can afford that. But let's be honest, man, this looks some counseling has to go on here because that's just not gonna cover it. You know, I, I think it's more I think it's it gets to a point at that when I don't even think even for her it's like, Oh, I've got this ring. I think it's more the fact that you know, when you're hurt you just want somebody to pay. You mm. just want them to feel feel it. And usually that would be via divorcing them and then making them having to like, you know, split assets and, you know, pay you for life and so on. And this one was just like a, a big down payment to avoid doing the whole messy thing. And I think, you know, in that situation, that makes sense. How Again, you you'd have to pay though? the piper. Like, doesn't your accountant call you 65 times like, what, for so the four million, four million just left your account, bro. What, what the fuck? Nah, bro. You can't just you can't. You know, just gonna jump on the Monzo and send four million. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shit, send me a sock on them. Send me a sock on an account number. Man, I transfer that four mil now. <laughs> it won't be like that. But what it? But you know, like most of these guys, they'll get given um a black card, right? Uh, American Express black card. There's no limit on that. There's no limit on it. There's no limit. I don't on want it. a card like that. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's more rope to hang yourself with. Yeah. And so uh, these guys can walk in and make a million dollar purchase or whatever it is on this card, and then they just pay off the Air Max. I mean, I, I mean, I'm at the point in my life. But where them I'm, Air Max must be popping, though. I'm Golly. Asking, I'm not asking why. I'm asking how much. That's where I'm at right now. No more why. How much? Yeah. Racial abuse on Twitter. How much? How much was made that weekend? I need to know. Because I need to know why I didn't make that much that we can do. For real, man. That's a good note to to wrap this up on. Don't ask why. How much? Ask, ask how, how much. much. All right. Where can the people find you? Don't ask why. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask. Just <laughs> ask how much. At Fumbert, all the same times. All the same places. I don't think any of your handles is at Fumbert. It's at Fumbi and at Fumbi on Mateo. Okay, so at Fumbi. But the moment you start spelling Fumbi, it just takes you there. I'll take you there. Someone said to me, "Oh, you got fun in the first three letters of your name." I was like, "You're very, very observant." It's like, like when it's like Arsenal's manager was was Arsene Wenger. It's like, oh wow, you're. It's like I guess it was meant to be. I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Did Claudio Mancini uh, manage Man City? Yes, he did. One, two yeah. touches, I think. So he had M A N C I in his name. Mancini, he did. He yeah, did, he did. He did. Um, Interesting. A couple, a couple of managers have had that actually. Have had the club's name in their name. Yeah, kind of intertwined in their name, but I can't think of the top of my head. Just right Arsene now. Wenger and Claudio Mancini. Arsene Wenger was was was. Funny enough, and Claudio Mancini for me was a luxury manager at the time, but he's done himself some great favors by winning this latest tournament. So. All right, let's not get back into football <laughs> pods. All right, shout out to you guys. Shout out to um to Phil, who's listening. Phil McIntyre, big up to you. <laughs> now nah, my bro Phil thank you Phil I know Mitchell. you you dropped out during the the little hiatus you didn't know we're back we're back thank you oh, for shout catching out oh shout to the guy up. who DM'd me as well because he said um, he said we don't holler at you so he hollered at me in the DMs okay then what's his name you don't remember his name don't do that to my guy no I'm gonna I'm gonna read out now but don't do that to my guy yeah shout out to, to Michael Phil Michael A okay shout out to Phil shout out to Michael no, A let me, say, let me say his name properly because it's and then oh he's a part time poet I think he's in Nigeria oh that guy 
Hey, bro, I shouted him out on the last pod, bro. Forget oh. him, man. Do you know Forget him? him. He's the one that Flippy said he's going to buy Tim's for his, his wedding night. Why? Because that's all he's seen about sex is those black porn movies with the, with the Tim's on it. <laughs> He's gonna. Uh, he's gonna yeah, that's rude. <laughs> that's funny. He can't, can't make love to you. I go to his house and I see teams in the hall. I'm like, oh, this guy. <laughs> so shout out to Michael. Shout out to Phil. Um, my name is at all of the comedian on everything. That's on neighborhood. That's on crip. All right, guys. Stay blessed, man. Peace. Peace.